document is a mess. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I tried about? to organize it today. You undid all my organization and redid nope. it. It's just a mess. I don't. I don't even understand what system you're trying to do here. Nope. With. Nope. 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 It works great. What are you talking about? It's not even. It's just. It's a mess. I moved it's episode uh, 17 down to the bottom. I added tons of new emoji. <sighs> I moved up your uh, your thing about Bud's dog. Well, that was supposed to be in the show notes for the previous show. Yeah, but you know, I thought you. <laughs> I want to share that with our listeners. I, but it's in the show notes. It's for people who listen to the show and then also look in their podcast player to see the notes, and they'll learn something that isn't even on the show. Oh, hmm. he did finally remember. Hmm. Okay. And here's the info. Yeah. Maggie. Yep. <laughs> I don't see what I did wrong. I, uh, you're the one that had cars and driving in two places. No, you have it in two places. You do. I do? No, I you don't. Do. No, I think yeah. you're confused. Uh, let's see. Anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll, work, we'll work it out. We'll, we'll move forward. I've been meaning to ask you if I can change the font. Go ahead. Do whatever. I Anything to make this... this so, no, I, let's, let's, let's get this settled once and for all. What, what, what's the problem here? This makes perfect sense. It's, it Does makes, it? To, <laughs> it? It makes near perfect sense. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. So we recorded an episode, and, some, and now we're recording before the next episode is even out because we got a little bit oh, off on our right. schedule. Oh, that's right. We're backed up. Yeah, just a little bit because of the holidays and everything, which is fine. But then we like you have future topics, and then like, are you trying to make a section for each show and then just push them slowly down the page? Or are you going to have just one top section, which is the current thing, and you recycle it? I don't even understand the system. It essentially has three and a half parts. The most <laughs> important part is what we're doing right now. So we have a top section at the top called new episode, and I, I put in what, what the date is and the episode number. What's, is it the date we're recording and the date it's going to be released? When we're recording it. I wasn't clear until I put the word recording there. Anyway, go ahead. Well, you could cross-reference <laughs> it with a calendar. And then uh, then we got we usually have some follow-up. I got a section for links. Uh, I got a place where I can type the titles. And then I put a bullet in there to, as a placeholder, which you always remove. I you don't make, have anything yet. I do. It's a bullet. It says foo. That's so to... I know I can start typing there. Hey, oh, come you, on! Now you still got the bullet. Don't... I'm putting it back. I'm rolling this <laughs> Is this what it's like to be on GitHub? Um, was that a pull request? Is that what that's called? Uh, topics. I should probably have a colon. Some of the headings are gray for no reason. I stalled them with this horrific trebuchet you chose. <laughs> I didn't choose the font. I have never ch- touched the font thing in this in this document. Uh, these, these fonts are a mess. I don't know how you come up with this stuff. I did not pick any of these fonts. Well... When I do this thing with Max, I always go in and make nicer typefaces, and I didn't want to do that because you're you're so. No, please, uh, you're the one putting in the fake emoji. They're not. Those are real or, those are or emoji. Emoji. Like I have a running document here that I use to paste my emoji into. I launch it at the beginning of the episode. I want to ask you questions about that. Uh, how file protocols work on OS X, and um, and then uh, yeah. So I, I, the thing is, you're you're so fancy. You're such a like Marie Antoinette of the format of this document. I'm scared to change anything. I'm, uh, I'm, you, I'm running around and dither. You should compare this. I should show you the ATP one and how just so straightforward it is and how we have a system and it more or less works. Well, that's why that show has no so many problems. formatting and everything is... It has is, not caught on like this show has. This show has caught fire because this is mm-hmm. a dynamic document. It's full of life. It's a living document, some It's a say. living, it's a breathing, and it's a, it's, it's a moist document. It's so alive that there's a space between the PS and the 4. And oh, PS4. should should there not be? <laughs> There should not be. Oh, actually, I made a mistake here, too. X. There you go. 
Yeah. And you should put, here's what you got to do. If you want to really troll, you got to go with uh-huh. capital O, capital S, and then a forward <laughs> slash. And then an X. That, wish, is the, that is the pro level. I wish people could see this. For the first, I don't know how long. I used to have this site 43 folders. For the first however how long, that's how I would always do it. Yeah, no, people are very confused. I had to go through. I did a universal, like a find and replace, like I think in my sequel to, to correct that. Because I've done it in so many places. That's safe to do. Good idea. (laughs) Should I not be doing that? No. That's got a little search field right on it. It's one of those things you learn uh, through bitter experience. Let me me explain how this works. You you go and you find what's called a table. You find out what table it's in. I did not do a mass blind search and replace. I assume they're doing backups. It's called PHP MySQL. And you open this thing up and you find out what table Mm -hmm. it's in. So you go and look at the tables and you see if the stuff in it looks familiar. And if you see things in the table that look like posts, you can go and you you can use quotation (laughs) marks to make sure it's exactly right. That's basically how Perl works, right? Now, are you allowed to have quotation marks in Perl? Do you have to, you have to escape those? Right. Also, what is all the stuff in the library folder? Do I need any of that? <laughs> I don't need books on here. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that story? That's a true story. True story. First time I installed... I think you probably have, but it's a, it's a common thing. Oh, no. No, I told this story on Dalrymple a couple weeks ago. I had the... What, what it was like, what, like 25 29 bucks to get the beta of OS X. And I installed it, and I was like, well, this looks like crap. And so I just went and started, because you know, I was used to being on, you know, classic Mac, where you could just delete. I, I knew, I always knew certain folders you don't mess with. But I thought, oh, I just installed these extra folders. It's probably like a layer on top of the operating system. It's the way I, it's the way I thought about it. So I thought, I, I'll wire all these, there's application library, there's library, like, what does that even mean? So I, I, without even looking inside, I deleted library. It didn't look familiar, because I thought I don't need books. Yep. Yep, that's a common experience, common OS X experience. What is all this crap in the library? Um, I think uh, CGP Gray says OS X. He's in a different country. Who cares? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get that guy. He's a super interesting fella. Um, so what else we got? I got I, You see all the emoji I added? I put one in where there's a computer. I put in a keyboard. I put in money. Look at that cute little dog I put in. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I know you're a visual thinker, and I thought it would be helpful to you to have things that would, that would stimulate your imagination here in yeah. this living, breathing, I'm, I'm, moist I'm document. not a visual thinker, but I'm visually sensitive. Sure you are. You're for a visual a visually thinker. Sens- for a visually sensitive person, see the little bit by the official cursor resting area? Yeah. Where there's a little tiny picture of what I assume is a keyboard? That's a keyboard. Right. That's floating like, no. off to the left. Mm-hmm. aligned by some kind of deranged madman. That's probably because of this dumb font you picked. <laughs> what is that, this. Verdana? What are you, Look John this. Gruber? This is, this is like an HTML form in 1995 where the checkbox can never be aligned with the stupid label next to it because we don't have working CSS1 yet. <laughs> that must have driven you nuts. The worst. Oh, my HTML God. Do you, and do you remember when, like, it first was... Was it IE that initially was... Wasn't IE initially on the Mac anyway? Wasn't IE the one that was, like, mostly initially pretty good with some like inline css ie5 could sort of do css1 and it was a revelation and nobody else could and then all the nerds made their websites look good in mac ie5 and forgot about everybody else until the rest of the world caught up oh no it was i'm all i all i knew is that where i worked we knew enough to know that it was a gimmick it was a it was a cute idea but it wasn't going to work as dependently css was a gimmick at the time sure (laughs) yes that'll never catch on well no i'm talking about what two 1999, 2000, maybe 2001. But I mean, you know, a B or an I was pretty bulletproof compared to, you know, <laughs> we, well, you know, my thing with the font face equals, it used to be you had to do font face equals inside of every table cell. There was no like inheritance inside of tables back then. You could, I mean, in, 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 any, in any case, the browsers, if you wanted to work in a browser, I do remember that 
every TD had to have in not not even in the TD. It wouldn't work with a TD uh, styling. It, you would have to actually put like a, a font face equals on everything to make it style. So there's a certain point you just have to start uh, being a, I guess, conscientious objector, maybe, where you just say, "I'm not going to do that. I just that's I'm not going to." And I know you. That's not the world you were living in. You were living in the world where you got to make things look right for the Space Jam website, but. Uh, yeah, no. well, you know, spacejam.com. No, uh, well, and it was, I mean, there were so many problems. I mean, it's not interesting, but the, um, you've probably heard me talk about the CTO of this company who was a very, very confused man. And so basically what we knew was whatever we did had to look okay in the two minutes a month that he would look at it on his browser with, with the, with his really screwed up, what's it called? Alpha? What's it called? The, um, no, what's that called? What's the, uh, like, the not brightness, but is it alpha? No. What's gamma? it called? Gamma. 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 It's it, another different Greek letter. Keep going. But it. his gamma setting was real. Well, that used to matter a lot. And his gamma setting was so wackadoodle. He's the only person in the office, mostly, that was using, not true, but, I mean, he was using Windows. He was using IE. And uh, uh, it was just, and he would get mad if it didn't look right to him. So well, You know, they say, you can't manage what you don't measure. And mm. he was measuring his own stupidity. That's pretty good. So I can get an emoji for that. Yeah, so I got a lot to talk to you about. Way more than we can fully encompass here. All right. Well, you got some some items here that are actually, you have a queue before the follow-up, so I don't even know what that is. I think you're going to be disappointed, but we should start with that. Okay, ready? Here we go. I'm going to fix this for you. Ready? Three, two, one. There. Now it's in trebuchet. You know it's a heading. Mm-hmm. It's this, now it's not really for the show. I just, uh, you know, I like to have these little setup documents, and I seem to remember back when I was on Fat Pathfinder, that I mean, I knew about file colon slash slash slash. Are there other protocols? Like, is there like a how do you open a file with a link? Like, I know I can. So a file will link to that in the Finder. Like, take me to that file and highlight it. But is there? What do you have? What's available besides file? Remember when this used to be an Internet Config in classic macOS, where yeah. you had like a, a, a like a little control panel or whatever that would list all the protocols? Or I, I absolutely like, remember that. Yeah, yeah. I believe something like that still exists, but there's no. Uh, user access to it uh, but practically speaking within each application really each application can do whatever the hell it wants if it calls through to the system things i don't know what the api is that's why i said it was going to be disappointed talk, talk to somebody who knows like the ns workspace manager or whatever APIs to find out if you were doing it the standard way what big lookup table of protocols to applications would it use but bottom line is applications can do whatever they want so for example i have no idea if chrome uses the real OS 10 like lookup mechanism for it, or if it overrides it partially with its own thing, because it's just a bunch of text in a field and it can interpret it however it wants. So I don't know the answer to your question. You should Google it. I did. I spent 10 minutes on it. What are you trying to actually do? That's the question. I want to launch my uh, emoji scratch RTF document. So if I do, if I'm in, I'm here in NV alt, uh, and mm-hmm. if I've got file colon slash 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 in a path, that'll mm-hmm. take me to that file in the finder. And then I notice I put in something like, I don't know, I guessed it open. And then open, it's not a link, which means, you know, it's not going to link to that. So open was my guess. You could probably write a toy application that registers for a, a protocol of your choosing, you know, X Merlin, whatever. And then all the application does when it gets called back is pulls out the part of the URL that it was called with and opens the file by running the open command. I'm like, this is eminently doable. I could just double click it like a gentleman. You could do that, too. Or you probably even use AppleScript to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, how's it going? It's going okay. Is it? Is it going all right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. 
We made it through the holidays. Both mm-hmm. of us, right? You and I have had many lovely conversations. Uh, it's been nice keeping up with you over the uh, internet. So you don't want to talk about Bud's dog? We'll, we'll let people discover that on their own. We'll, be an Easter, we'll call it an Easter egg. Yeah, I don't think people care what Bud's dog's name was. I only cared because it's one of those things that you thought you always knew, and then when you try to actually recall the name, it doesn't come to you, and it eventually came to me, and it feels good to actually remember it. And I remembered it last time, and it should be in the show notes for last show, and if it's not, then past slash future you slash me have screwed up. Slash, slash the kid. We'll tell the kid. The kid mm. does a good job. The, the, kids, the kid does some really good jobs. Have you notice how many great links he puts in? The kid's good. All the great links. All the great links. John Circusa. We'll get to mm. that. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Is that how he says it? How does Roderick say it? Oh, I don't know. It's way, but it's it's it, John Circusa. I think is how he it's says it. It's worse than that. It's actually worse. How does he say it? I think he's got a coos in there somewhere. John Circusa. <laughs> he's got a coos in there. But he, and he might have some seer in there. I don't even know. I just kind of out. Of, had to go to the orthodontist uh, with my kid, and then we went out to dinner. Yeah, I heard about uh, retainer adjusting. I didn't know you were onto that phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and at first, you know, I'm suspicious of, of just things. You know, I always figure there's there's a racket. I'm very suspicious of everyone. And uh, and I, I so I thought, you know, this is just another one of those rackets. This is one of those things like getting your tonsils removed when I was a kid. That's just going to be a payday for some dingling who's got some kind of a degree. But, you know, they showed us an x-ray. Okay, her teeth are pretty crooked. They show you the, the, uh, the Lisa Simpson time lapse? You laugh, you laugh. <laughs> but it was actually, that's exactly what went through my mind. <laughs> the tooth going up through her face. <laughs> the scraper. <laughs> Let me show you the big book of British smiles. <laughs> uh, sprays out a little bit of Calvin Klein. Uh, the, uh, the x-ray told a story though. <laughs> she had, you know, the one particular tooth that comes out of, out of her and like shoots out of her face. Uh, my daughter has a tooth like that. She has a tooth that is going to get very angry if we don't make some room for it. I thought you were finding like an, an, uh, an undeveloped twin in there in the x-ray. <laughs> it was not that bad. No, not that bad. Like professor X and Cassandra. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that reference. Sure you do. Um, but yeah, so we had to do that. And you know, this place there, it's nice. It's fancy. It's a license to print money, this place. It's crazy. Uh, there's this, you know, there's the orthodontist, and all these people, and they're all happy. And they, they sign my daughter up. She gets into the chair. She's vulnerable. She's in the chair. She's, she's reclined. She's supine in a chair. And they're like, oh, do you want to join? Would you like to be part of the token club? And I'm like, hmm, hmm token club? What's token club? Well, talk, talk to me. Talk to me. Don't talk to her. Talk to me. First rule of token club. First rule of token club. And so look, look at this. You can sign up for this. And every time you come in, you get a token. And if you press really well, you get another token. And then down at the bottom, it's like, if you refer three new patients, you get a token. I'm like, can mm-hmm. I read that over? It's gamification. I'm the only one in this family that finds that objectionable. My, my wife and my daughter look at me like I'm a crazy person. I, I, I think that's weird. Yeah, get, stop stop motivating to- my family. Stop that. You have to gamify toothbrushing somehow. I guess so. They had a really cool Death Star. They had a Lego Death Star in there. It was really nice. I don't like that set. Um, it's pretty... On the one hand, it, it, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, right? It's got like mini, mini, mini gray pieces. But it didn't look... Well, what didn't you like about it? I'm curious. It's the official set, right? The one that's currently out that you can buy right now, the Lego Death Star set? It looks like it's from the last, you know... Well, five... whatever. It's, it's been out for a while. It's terrible. It's the worst set ever. Because it, when you look at it, it, A, doesn't look like the Death Star, so it fails the test that the big uh, Saruman's Big Tower, or Thank, whatever it's called, uh, mm-hmm. that Lego set looks like the, t- the prop from the movie, or the you know the computer model from the movie, so that, that's what makes it cool. 
And the other thing is the scale is all wacky. Do you think the Death Star has like five rooms? Like the Death Star is not like seven minifigs high. It is ridiculously unscaled and it's not even fun to play with because you can't even imagine that were you to crack open the Death Star. If a nine-year-old, if an ambitious nine-year-old drew their, their incorrect idea of what a cross-section of the Death Star would look like with blocks, that's basically what it would no, look like. No, the nine-year-old would do better. Nine-year-old knows the trench is there. Nine-year-old knows an X-Wing fits in the trench. It is totally, it's just not, it's not a fun play set and it doesn't look good. So total failure and it's really expensive and I bet it's boring to build. Thumbs down. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Did, I sent you a picture of the TARDIS we're building, right? Yeah, I sent you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing, so do you know about this, like, is it Lego Ideas? Is that what it's called? It's the know. thing where you can go, yeah, so I think, like, I saw recently Angus, um, what's his head, from Pixar, had posted this WALL-E. Did you see that? The WALL-E he was trying to get, like, sponsored. It's basically kind of like, I think it's kind of like, not Kickstarter exactly, but you go in with your idea for a Lego set. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I do know that one because I've seen Legend of Zelda Lego sets and other stuff like that. And these yeah. things are great. I mean, these are so amazing. And I think that's where the TARDIS came from. And the TARDIS is badass because if you make the TARDIS, it's a freestanding TARDIS with doors that open. But then, and it looks like a little TARDIS you can play with, but then you can hook it up to this whole like platform with the control panel in it and like eight different little monitors with different things and the Gallifrey symbols. It's really cool. And and it comes with like five figs. You get you get uh you get Peter Capaldi, uh you get the the guy with the chin, you get uh Clara, you get uh a weeping angel, a really cool weeping angel, and you get uh two of the uh, Daleks. It's a good set. Good. That's pretty good. Withhold, set. They usually withhold the good mini figs. That's how they get you. I mean, you ever look at those things, what those things cost on Amazon? Mm-hmm. It's nuts. So you're going to skip over the little money thing? You put the little money emoji on it there. You should talk about it. It's been the notes for like three weeks and we've never talked about it. Well, it's been more than three weeks. It's been like three episodes. I think, I think, we, should, I think we should mention this. This is on me again, right? Mm-hmm. This is how yeah. this goes. This is how this no, goes. I'll help. I'll help out. Yeah, that's no, fine, John. Uh, hi, hi, <laughs> lis- hi, listeners. Um, we are part of a uh, podcast network called Relay FM, and they uh, do a bunch of great podcasts, and uh, that's where we're hosted. And Relay FM has recently recently launched something called Membership, and you can go learn more about this by going to relay.fm/slash/membership. Basically, you can go in, you can sign up for a membership with uh, with Relay FM, and this is a way to support the shows. And uh, let people know that, that you're enjoying them. And to share a little bit of cash. So you can come in and for $5 a month, $10 a month, or $100 a year, these different levels. And the way I understand it, like, basically, a little of that money goes to everybody. and But you can also choose for it to go to one show. Is that your understanding? Yeah, you can decide I want to give some monthly amount to uh, all the shows on Relay FM, Or you can decide, screw those other shows. I only like this one show. Give them all my money. Yeah. And so there's a page you can uh, look at. Go to relay.fm slash membership. Uh, you know, I'm happy to take the money, uh, but I'm actually really happy for other people to get it too. Um, it would be if you like Relay and you like this show, uh, I personally would vote for supporting the network uh, because I'd like to see everybody, all the, the rising tide raise all the boats. So you can get into the All of the Great Shows program where a little bit goes to everybody, or you can also go in at those three different levels and support the show. You'll see on the page is an area for reconcilable differences. You can sign up. Um, if you want to do that, that would be great. Um, and it, you know, it supports a lot of really good shows and some very nice people who make some great stuff. So what do they get for, the, for their money? Because this is, this is the part where I, I think that I would have done something differently than what Relay did. Because what I would have said is you get nothing for your money. Because that's so much easier to explain. Say, you should write oh, a blog you give post. a certain dollars, uh, you know, $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever. What do you get for that money? You get absolutely nothing. You should write a blog post about that. You think that's sustainable? 
I think that is the most understandable <laughs> system because yes, then people will go into it not saying, oh, I'm going to give money and I'm going to get something, right? Like, you're going to come to my house and give me a back rub? No, you get nothing. Nothing. And you like it. it. My answer is this. Nothing. My offer is this. Nothing. Is that to the senator? Yeah. That's nah, uh, good. No, no. It's the, it's the, lost, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, guy the Nevada, Nevada board of, like, gambling or whatever. And he'd be know. grateful if uh, you pay for the license out of your own pocket. Exactly. Anyway, but you don't. We're all part of the same hypocrisy, Senator. Exactly. But you don't get nothing. They actually give you something here. So you yeah, get thank, thank you for throwing me on that, John. Uh, in the section called Perks, you see that in addition to bucket loads of good karma, I don't know if they're bucket loads, but uh, it comes with perks, uh, which are three. First, you get bonus episodes of all the Relay shows during the anniversary week in August. You're going to get a monthly behind-the-scenes newsletter, and you also get 15% off anything you buy in the store. Now, you know, here's the neat thing. I think they're not, they're, they don't want to overcommit with this, but it's kind of cool also because, for example, a new podcast is launching this week on Relay that I'm actually looking forward to. A show where Fraser Spears and Federico Vitici are going to be talking about using iPads, um, like really using iPads, like to the exclusion of computers where possible. And so people who uh, are members uh, got, a, got a preview of that show uh, like over a week before it would be available. So things like that. It's a nice thing. I didn't did do a very good job the, with that, did I? Uh, 15% off on the merch, too? 15% off anything in the merchandise store. So what can you get in the merchandise store? You can get shirts. You can get buttons. And they got stickers. Should we, do you think we should do a shirt? I don't know. I got mixed feelings. Uh, I don't mind. I have a lot of shirts. I have to admit, I have a lot of podcast shirts. I have a lot of blog shirts. I have a lot of just pointless nerd t-shirts. I like nerd t-shirts. I like t-shirts in general. Some people do. Some people don't. But yeah, uh, yeah I totally think we should do a t-shirt because I, I would wear my own t-shirt. I, I have been known to wear my own t-shirt. I'm not above doing that. Are they going to do it in color? Cause, I would cause hope our, so. Our, well, mean, our logo kind of needs to be... Well, for example, I have... Two incomparable, shir- incomparable shirts. I have, I think, five to 14 Daring Fireball shirts. I bought a Daring Fireball shirt for my daughter. Don't tell Gruber. Um, and those all work, you know, kind of monochromatically. But our logo really needs to be in color, even excluding the gradient on the background. You kind of need it to be in color, don't you? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. It would have to be a super expensive. It's like the Apple logo. It's really expensive to reproduce. The old rainbow-striped Apple logo. Hmm. Much, very expensive. They wanted them to do like That's a, you all know, spot. A mono- it's probably a all, all spot colors, right? Yeah, no, Each one's is a separate, yeah, exactly. This stuff is so expensive. Yeah, but you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. If, if you want a shirt, tell us. And maybe yeah, we'll it'll, do be, it'll be like seven or $800 for each shirt, but it'll be, it'll be really good looking. Yeah, addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do all of the um, Apple Watch bands work on all of the watches? They don't uh, do that? Like fashion-wise, no. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> you should know this. You're the one watching Project Runway. Come on. <laughs> 16 a, a little bit, A little bit too matchy-matchy. <laughs> little too mother of the bride little too uh figure skating costume yeah be savaged savaged on the runway with that look now we knew one a shark tank that's that's all all the catchphrases in our house now are uh our shark tank god i don't i don't know how you i don't know how you withstand those oh and i, I would have i didn't make my i was going to help you out with one last gag in the perk section here but i, I missed my opportunity no, you have it. Now. So the thing is, if you go to relay.fm slash membership, you can check this out. Uh, you know, if you want to, it's, if you don't want to, it's great. I mean, I'm really happy you're listening to the show. And I'm, that's, that's, Mike's going to kill me for saying this, but like, I'm really just grateful you all listen to the show. Uh, but if you feel like you'd like to support it and you want to support the network in particular, I think that would be a great thing. Um, I'm uncomfortable asking people for actual cash. <laughs> that, much is that, is that, that, that much is clear. Is we made that clear. clear. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are so gracious about it. And it's like I I want you to do it because I want people at the, I want everybody at the network to make a little dough. For, <laughs> I feel so weird asking for money. 
you can tell. You, you think you, you can, can tell? You try, to, you try to phrase it like the NFL or communism. Like, want to let everybody get a little bit. <laughs> you just tell them you just want to wet your beak. I just want to wet my beak. Here, they, I'm going to dress for my wife. Are you ever going to talk about the Godfather? Uh, when do I not? When am I not talking about the Godfather? I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I don't know. Maybe someday. Yeah, I think about it a lot. I really think about it a lot. Um, how, did you hear the latest, Roderick? I have you thirty-seven seconds. How, how much did I get wrong about the Godfather? I got most of it kind of right, right? I got I some of the quotes thirty-seven seconds left. Am I missing some part, or maybe I accidentally oh, Mr. fast-forwarded? Oh, Mr. Waltz, Mr. Uh, Waltz, Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah, no, that part. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know the real Frank Sinatra history, so I don't know what you like. I know the movie, and I know it's supposed to be, you know, whatever. I think like. I think they, they mean like the, one of the so Frank Sinatra. I'm sorry, this is really confusing, but um, and we're almost done talking about uh, the uh, the membership program. Uh, I think the deal was, I think Frank Sinatra was signed. I think to Tommy Dorsey's band. Or Jimmy Dorsey? Probably Tommy Dorsey's band. He wanted to get out of it. He'd been consorting with people in the family. And basically, the family uh, sent over their version of Luca Brazzi to, to put the arm on these guys and say, hey, look, either your signature or your brains are going on that contract. Yep, that sounds like uh, the story I've heard. But and may he be a masculine child. Mm-hmm. God, that's mm-hmm. a good movie. Yeah. Has Pacino ever been better than in that movie? Oh, Godfather 2, arguably. Godfather 2 is my I like Godfather 2 better kind of and Pacino is yeah yeah he's he's really good but you know you got to think he's, he's good in both and he's it's, great it's he's great they're, in they're, both they're very different movies like I don't feel any real competition between them because they're just so so different in tone. You know what I always and, think about and notice? I, I noticed this a lot more when I was a little kid. I would, especially when you'd watch a movie over and over and over again when you're little, you notice so much more and I would always notice the minor characters in a movie a lot more. And they, until they started to feel like little friends of mine. And in that movie, there's so many great, fairly minor characters. Of course, there's the mother, who I think doesn't have a name. But like the guy who's playing the accordion when Mike comes to Las Vegas, that guy's so interesting looking. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's just so many of these characters that are so memorable, even though they're in just like part of a scene. I love yeah. I love a lot of the people who are sort of in the I don't know the audience or the the party uh, in the uh, the opening sort of uh, the opening scene of Godfather Part Two on the lake, Tahoe, wherever it is. Like they have a lot of people in their in their backyard. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And exactly. There's just when... So so many people there. There's people on stage. There's people in the audience. There's people in the band. Around. And the band has to play and they play Pop Goes the Weasel. Yep. And the, the band is dancing great. and everything. Yep. I love that movie. Oh, I gotta be up early tomorrow. I can't watch that. So, you know, we'll do what you think is right. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to donate, you can go to relay.fm and support this or any of all the other great shows. Um, and I, I like I, I like a lot of them a lot. I don't listen yeah. to all of them, but I listen to a lot of them. Yeah, don't forget those perks. You're not actually getting nothing, which I think would be better. You had a bonus. Don't we have to record a bonus episode? It's bonus episodes of all relay shows during anniversary. That was that was not in your deal, John. I don't think that was ever yeah, in your f- deal. Fifteen percent off merchandise. Also, uh, hidden hand in perfect balance. So, join now. In perfect balance. Don't worry about it. Just Is that an Adam Adam Smith? No. Um. So, do you want people to do this? Or you just you don't really care. I don't know. I'm also uncomfortable asking for money. Seems Are like you? A nice okay, thing to good. Do. I don't want to be alone. But, in like, this. The thing is, I've I've done stuff like this before. Like I I and I always see. I always assume that. Like I've backed Kickstarters before, and then as soon as I back them, I forget they exist. And if right. they never email me again, which many of them never do, I just they're gone from my memory. One one emailed me recently. And I'm like, oh yeah, when did I donate to that? And you look, it's like 
I'd forgotten that you just I, I just kissed the money goodbye because I saw the, you know see Kickstarters that I don't expect to ever get anything from them. I just think whatever this person is doing, I would like to support them in what they're doing, and I expect nothing in return. And especially with Kickstarters, if you go in with that attitude, you'll always be satisfied because just the act of giving this person money to like make their toothpick sculpture of the Millennium Falcon. I am just happy knowing that I helped this person get closer to their goal of making a toothpick. This is made up, by the way. No. I would totally support that. But (laughs) making a toothpick sculpture of the Millennium Falcon, they're clearly passionate about it. They made this video. They really want to do it. You know what? Here you go. Here's some money. As long as they really do it right. I don't have to ever see it again. So I don't know. If they mess it up, I don't know. Yeah. And, And, you know, they probably won't send you a bunch of email or anything, so it's probably safe to do. They, they, surprisingly, they don't. Like, all the ones that I've backed aren't constantly emailing me with stat. That's why I forget they exist. Be careful with the, be careful with the charities, though. You've got to watch with the charities. No, that's a whole other thing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, you, can never, you can never get rid of those. Yeah, I made that's an fun. anonymous donation to a charity. Is that even possible? Because they want you, that you can do it anonymously so other people don't see your name for the well, charity. Well, you know, sure that's the name. gross thing, is they're like, do you want to let people know? Is this in someone's name? And do you want your... And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just... No, I only mentioned that, not to sound like whatever, but just because it's like, it's it's now in this age of Facebook where you can't really take a dump without having somebody put a thumb on it. Like, you're supposed to have your name on everything. It's like, no, that's what charity is. Charity is you give money. And like, it's just this transaction. It's like putting money into, you know, um, the plate. At church, like there's nothing you're right. Really- Your name doesn't attach to it, and they don't read all the names afterwards. I always make the mistake of assuming that's the way it is until I see my name on some website. I'm like, oh, I must have missed a checkbox that you're supposed to check that says like, don't. Yeah, show like my I don't name. necessarily want people to know that for for just basic hu- like not humility, humanity reasons, because then it's not charity. Then it's it's a, an ad placement um, in my mind. But uh, but also like I you know like. Then you get on the lists. Like, my wife is on the lists. I give money to, you know, some things. But one thing I give money to is public radio. And I have money to two, two public radio stations in the Bay Area. And, like, I end up really regretting it. Okay, I got my hurricane kit that I can, or my earthquake kit that I can also poop in. Thank you very much, KQED. But now just the barrage, the barrage of email that I get, or the barrage of, you know, postal mail that I get is just nuts. But you know what? Relay.fm is not going to do that to you because you go to Relay. You, you, you need to escape. First. I am really good at this. Escape, escape, escape. There's membership. There's perks. All the great shows. But um, you know, I I don't like talking about podcasts on podcasts because I think it's kind of lame. But uh, I'm grateful to Relay. I think they've done a great job, and everybody there works really hard. So um, they've given us a home, and thank you to them. There we go. We made it. So painless, but not really at all. Ten points to Slytherin. Let's see. File protocol. Got a coos in there. I think we're on to names. Yeah. You uh, suggested this, and I don't know what you're, you're on to. I don't really have anything. No, no, it's, uh, it's been a long-running... I mean, I, I was aware of you uh, in your, from your OS ten reviews and from what else? Not too much for a long time. I knew you as the OS ten guy. I, I think, became super familiar with you with Hypercritical, where I instantly became a mega fan. And then the running joke on that show every week was, it's John Syracuse, there's no Z in Syracuse. And I, I've, I've asked you before, I think, how to pronounce your name, and I've never gotten it to your satisfaction. You're not sensitive about it, but you are, being who you are, very aware, in that case, of how people pronounce your name. My sense is that John Roderick is not getting it even anywhere near right. No, he's not getting close. Here's, here's the problem with names. I'm, I, I'm probably a little bit sensitive to it because I have a name. I have a weird name. Like, it's not, you look at it, you don't know how to pronounce it. Like, I understand that. It's not Smith or Jones. I totally get that, right? Uh, 
but here's the thing with names they can get away from you really easily just look at the the poor guy with his time travel movie p-r-i-m-e-r that he wanted to be, you know, it's a word in English that can be pronounced primer or primer that is spelled that way, right? And he wanted it to be primer, but it got away from him. Too many other people Are you called, kidding called, me? Called, too many other people called it primer, which is an alternate pronunciation and also an entirely different word, uh, word as in putting a coat of primer on before you paint something. Totally anyway, different thing. Right. I, see, now if it's a book, I always say primer, and I'm a little bit of a you know, snooty guy about that. I always thought it was primer. Right. Well, he was kind of to blame for not having it clear what it's referring to because it's not like a book in the movie or whatever. Anyway, the uh, whole point is it got away from him. And at this point, he concedes, and he now calls his own movie primer because yeah. too many people call it primer. He lost He lost the battle for his own name. It's like the GIF GIF guy, right? Even though he was wrong. Obviously, it's GIF. But uh it's, so you don't want there is a danger that it can get away from you or you know colbert uh, controlled that himself it was colbert and he did the, the colbert thing himself i'm not that, that's that is a sure joke why. right his name is actually Steve, actually stephen colbert well, yeah, when he was growing up it was colbert and like i don't know why he chose to go colbert plenty of people have stage names or whatever. but anyway i'm not that i'm you know the level of fame of the guy who made primer or primer or stephen colbert or whatever but if you're on a lot of podcasts and people say your name a lot and you have a weird name that's hard to pronounce Eventually, the majority of the people saying your name are saying it in some way that's wrong, and there's always a danger that it's just gonna you're just gonna lose the rights to your own name in terms of defining the pronunciation, and you'll just be like, no, actually, it's whatever, and they're like, no, I'm pretty sure your name's the other way. I've heard it a lot. Well, yeah, and you're also, now you're also getting into the game of telephone, where the more people that might theoretically be using your name and spreading it to other people, it's going to degrade virally. Yeah, exactly. And and Dan Benjamin, to his credit, like took the note early on and pronounce my name as close as anyone ever has to correct like i have an audio clip of him saying it that i send to people sometimes because i don't want to send them a clip of myself saying it because i mumble and so i'm not a good <laughs> i'm not a good enunciator but dan has gotten it right uh like i i have a little thing in my dropbox folder that i mail to someone sometimes if they, they ask how to pronounce my name but other people just are totally off you got to put that up somewhere so so give me a reading of it it's difficult because i don't know what sounds other people hear Okay, I so think, I say I John. Done, I say John Syracusa. Right, but you're wrong. Okay, um, you're, you're you've got the tail end of it pretty much right, but in the beginning you're, you're searing a steak a little bit there. You're, it doesn't seal in the juices. <laughs> doesn't. Okay. So and it's like, well, what do I do if I'm not searing? What what do I say for that syllable? And I don't know. I wish I knew like the little pronunciation yeah, symbol. I'm gonna find like, it. I'm gonna find it. I don't know. The, I don't know the correct pronunciation symbol, so I can't simply tell you. Oh, it's the little you know upside down e with an umlaut. Like I don't. I don't know. Well, is there is there a word is. that the sir part rhymes with? But that's the difficulty. What words rhyme with other words? Me, log, and dog don't even rhyme, so I can't even talk to you about it. what rhymes with what. Like, <laughs> and I say yeah. Don, Don, and Don. Right. Yeah. So, so the rhyming doesn't help you. I used to go with serrated, like a serrated knife. Sir, Syracusa. But people say serrated different ways. Syracusa. John Syracusa. Almost like hair. No, it's not seer. It's not ser. It's ser. Syracusa. Ser, almost like the, the Spanish verb. The, the, the tail end is easy. Like my, my, my father's father had a license plate on his car that it was like it was like a squished up one without vowels, but the middle of it was a Q. S R A Q S A. So the middle part is easy. Don't go Q's. Don't go Z. It's Q, like the letter Q. Syracuse. And by the way, I'm fully aware that this is like the Americanized mutant pronunciation of how you would actually say the name of this. You would actually say Syracuse. You would say like with Jesus. I don't speak Italian. I don't know the like whatever. The Italian pronunciation is the Italian pronunciation. You only set speak the as- Italian that's in the set Godfather. it aside. <laughs> By the way, if someone, if an Italian 
was to pronounce my name like the city, I give them a complete pass. Well, I think we know we can. I ask. would totally. I don't know how to say that because I don't speak Italian. But if they said it, I would say you are absolutely one hundred percent correct because that's fine. But for American speaking English, Syracuse. Most people make the mistake. They do seer. A lot of people do coo in the middle, and a lot of people throw in a z sound that's not there. Mm. So those are the common pitfalls. You got it easy, Mr. Man. Although you got the funny first name. And I was hoping that's another reason you threw this thing in there. How how you went through life named after a wizard who lives backwards in time. Is that how it works? Oh, that's uh, right. It's like, uh, I'm like River Song with magic. Yeah, but I think Merlin doesn't hop around. I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm not fully versed on the on the Merlin literature. But, uh, yeah. but that's a hell of a name. No, I, I, a name. I, you know, the thing is, that as often is the case in this uh, moist document that we use, it, we end up talking about two slightly different things, and now I'm interested in both. I was thinking about, when we talked about names, I was thinking about how we're named, how other people are named, like in our family, and just what names mean to us. But I also, as you see, I've, I've added by the baby picture here, names and naming. Because that's another thing, because being a... I'm not exactly a word nerd, but I'm, I'm like the worst kind of word nerd because I'm, I'm not right about it all the time. But I, I love distinctions in what things are called. Like, for example, you with your, you know, OS 10. Like, I, not, it's not just pronunciation. It's also like what we call things. And I think, that's, I think that's extremely interesting, too. Or like, you know, here's another way that's kind of like cuts the baby in half is like what names it's okay to call people. Like tonight at dinner, my daughter at, told me to stop calling her by a nickname that I've called her since she was two. And uh, it's not that she doesn't like it. It's just she thinks there's namespace pollution uh, with, a, with a character on a TV show. But, you know, I think that's interesting, too, because the names are powerful. There's certain names that only people in your family are allowed to call you. Like, there may be one person in your family that, that's allowed to call you, like, a ludicrous name that has just <laughs> been around because your little sister mispronounced it or something. Yeah, I have one of those for myself. Only one mostly but my kids just have a tremendous amount and i kind of i kind of feel bad i try to try to rein it in but it's really difficult to break i call my kids tons of weird names i call tons my kid them. i have i i don't want to say them all because it's embarrassing yes, they're, they're very I, embarrassing i have about a dozen many of them are foods i have many foods that i call my daughter <laughs> is she a potato no I call her tomato. I call her chicken. I call her. I have all kinds of potatoes. Good though, I'm gonna add that to the list. But you know, for example, like every time I hear Amy Gruber talk about her nana, that always makes me laugh a little <laughs> bit. And just I laugh a little bit because I absolutely yeah. know what it means. But I give a lot of people passes and never like Papa Oma. You know, like all all the all the different uh, ethnic variations. My best friend um, as a kid had a had a nani. They, they called it, they called yeah, their grandmother nani. Bubby. You know, you got the whole nine yards. I got it. Th- those, but those are different. Like the pet names I have for my kids are, are like yours. They're like nonsense. Like sometimes they even they're not even words anymore. They started off as words, and now they're just grunting syllables. And my kids understand what I'm saying and respond to them. But I got to be careful not to do it in public because I sound like a crazy person. I know. Well, so the one that I, I'll say this one because it doesn't have any emotional impact, and apparently it's being retired. I don't know why this happened. It might be because of Sid the Science Kid, but I don't think so. Is for some reason, for absolutely no reason that I can remember, mostly in responding to my daughter, I would call her Zeke, and I don't know why. It, that has absolutely no relationship to anything. But she said, "Daddy," and I said, "Yeah, Zeke," and I don't know why. But I, I did, I, and I did it tonight, and uh, and she she has declared that a word that we're not going to use anymore. I'll probably still use it, but I don't even know where that came from. The, now, the one that interests me about the nanas and the papas and the bob bobs and everything is, I feel like that's a funny one because it seems like there's a lot of times it's what the oldest kid called the grandparents or what the traditional grandparents name is the one that kills me though as i as i alluded to a minute ago is when you've got this kid who's grown who's a kid and they're five six seven years old they've had a perfectly fine life and their name is matthew 
And then suddenly, the beautiful baby girl comes along and calls him Mam-Mam. And then suddenly, everybody else starts calling him Mam-Mam, because that's cute. That's got to yeah. be real. That's got to be... You know, have you seen this? It's got to be so galling. It's not boogie all over again. Like, it's not boogie. You, One day, he doesn't wear a jacket. You can't... Sometimes, you just can't control that kind of name. And it works better for grandparents. For, for, for kids, it's kind of rough, because I think... You got, a kid ought to be able to fight back against that. Like even I, my my weird childhood name that uh, nobody calls me except for my mother. My, I even train my mother out of it. The only people who still call me, I think, is maybe like my you know distant uh, cousins or aunts and uncles who like got indoctrinated with the weirdness and then were far enough away not to be untaught it. But anyway, I, I think this is all my mother's doing. She wanted to call me by my first name and my middle name together as sort of like one word. Okay. And she stuck with that for a pretty long time, I guess probably until I got old enough to be like, Mom, don't call me that. But certain relations picked up on that early on and felt like they were honoring the wishes of the mother and then kept doing it because they hadn't been trained out of it. But no one calls me anymore. You're not going to say what it is, are you? You don't know my middle name? Everyone knows my middle name. John Philip. Is it it biblical? Uh, I don't think so. Ezekiel. No, you're stuck on the Zeke's. (laughs) <laughs> what is it you're gonna, you're gonna you can google my name you don't know my middle name i'm not gonna google i don't you. know i i know you dean right yeah yeah Same. the, the oh. third Same. um john uh aaron oh uh paul that's getting warmer that would be a good one uh let's see there is this really not come up immediately on google I, i'm not gonna google you i don't google people it's not a thing i do all right, Dude, fine. You Google, you Google everyone. It's all you do. No, I don't. I do not Google All people. you do. <clears throat> John Syracuse feet. Hmm. No. Uh, <laughs> do you ever get that? I know, but... John Syracuse net worth. Um, John Syracuse... Don't get the banker dude. The banker dude is really... Oh, my God. Messing the, up my social... <gasps> Look at you. In a, what are you doing in a suit here? What is that? There's a, there's a gay porn star, too. You don't want that one, but safe search. Uh, okay, good to know. Here's a picture of you. It looks like Photoshop into it's, a suit. It's the banker guy. There's some there's some guy who's like social marketing, banking, something or other, and he occasionally bubbles up and needs to be swatted oh, down. This is funny, goals. John. This is so weird. Today I learned about the phenomenon of do your first name plus glamour shots. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. Yeah, glamour shots. But like it's funny. <laughs> first return is wife. Under and like I like going to the sets of pictures. The sets of pictures are fun to me. There's John Syracuse, a wife, John Syracuse, a toaster under images, and then Merlin Mann and John Roderick, <laughs> and then Maureen Fischinger, and then Marco Arment, and then Gruber. John Syracuse. Maybe I don't have it. I just went to the one place I thought I would, I would have it, uh, and it's not there. It's just my initial. Let's see. Are you on Wikipedia? No. Hmm. That's a shame. It's not a shame. Ugh, I hate it. I liked it better when it was getting deleted all the time. Uh, uh, okay, so let me let me think. Let me I'm gonna do a cold reading here. Uh, what are the what are the two names in uh, Goodfellas? Paul and everybody had the same name. There was Paul. Yeah, it was, everyone was just Paul. Paul and what was what was the other name? No, that was the gag because they're all named after uh, Paul Sorvino's character. There might it's have been not, it's one. not Paul. It's not Ezekiel. It's probably not going to be Matthew. You're not going to get it. John. It's not a cool one. Like, is, it a first na- is it a first name or a family last name? It's a family first name. 
That doesn't help. Is it, is it a boy's name? Mm-hmm. Peter. That's a good guess, too. Those are, Paul and Peter were both good guesses. They were wrong. Simon. No, now you're just going through apostles. <laughs> Clocked. Simon Peter. <laughs> right now, that's it. You got it. Don't laugh. You don't know the Bible. Uh, I know enough. I, what is it? Tell me. Craig. Oh, come on. Craig? John Craig? Yeah, well, my Craig is my father's name, right? So it's a... No, Craig, Craig is a fine name. It just doesn't seem like that would be well, your no, real but name. So here, you do the thing like, you know the British uh, show about cars that uh, me and yeah, uh, yeah, Casey yeah, yeah. and Marco watch? With the guy right? who hits people over stage. T-O-P space G-E-A-R. And the British way they pronounce it, like what which word has the emphasis? Like I, I'm driving down the highway and I shifted the car into top gear. That's oh, not okay. how they say the show. What they say is John Craig. Shift, they say Top Gear. You would top never gear. say shift the car into Top Gear. You Top Gear is a television show. You would say shift the car into Top Gear. Top Gear is how the British people say television shows. So anyway, my mother would say John Craig. Oh yeah, that's my name until I was old enough to protest was John Craig. Oh boy. And that's what relatives called me. Uh, some relatives called me, and they all got trained out of it, except for the more distant ones who, like, they're, like, on the island and don't know, like, the war is over. Right? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, my cousin my cousin was uh, Robert William, and they called him Bobby Bill. That's worse. That is pretty bad. But John Craig is not that bad in the grand scheme of things, but I didn't want it, so I just went back to John. To this day, uh, many people, including... I think Roderick was probably... The last person I can think of to still call me this, a lot, a lot of my good friends still call me Merle. Yeah. And uh, Roderick does. He's the only person I can think of today that like still does that. Is that what, like Merle on from The Walking Dead is the only other place I know that name, right? Is that actually the shortened version of Merlin or is it just an entirely separate name? I don't, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the history of it is um, <clears throat> my grandfather who was born, my grandfather was, I think, 1900 to 1946. My dad, who was 1929 to 1974, and me, 1966 to Let's See How It Goes, that's Merlin Dean Mann Sr. Jr. in the third. Dean Merlin, I'm not sure how Merlin, Merlin was a, was a much more popular name, not a lot popular, but it was a more popular name at the turn of the 20th century. Uh, Dean is a family name. That is uh, somebody's mother's last name. And man, is because we're from Germany. Um, then my dad was always Merle, like through... I, maybe to distinguish him from his dad, but it was spelled M E R L E, which was traditionally a female, like Merle Oberon was like it was like the female spelling of Merle, like the the real hick kind of Ohio Kentucky way is just M E R L, which I always thought was very ugly. The E the E is from Walking Dead. The Walking Dead guy is M E R L L E, right? I th- I'm trying. I don't know if I know who that is. He was like the he was the older brother, the the racist older brother of the uh, the beardy smoldering guy with okay. the crossbow. Oh, 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 of uh, of the cool guy, the guy we had the Christmas ornament for. Yeah, 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 the, the, that guy with the motorcycle. What's his right. name? So his older, brother, his, name? his older brother was Merle. Why am I spacing on his name? Daryl? Yeah, Daryl. Daryl's older brother. Daryl. Daryl's older brother, Merle. Yeah, and Merle has a real hit kind of quality to it. But no, it was weird because I was always Merlin. My dad died in 74. Uh, I, went to, I started a new school in 1976. And for some reason, I was just moved by the spirit when they said, okay, I'm going to read everyone's name. And please tell me if you'd like to be called anything else. And at, then at the age of, I guess, nine, I said, I'd like to be called Merle. And so th- then I was Merle until I think probably college. But even then, like most of my friends called me Merle in college. Merle Man is not as cool sounding as Merlin Man. You, you arrived and said, you're a wizard, Merlin. Mm. Oh, God, you have no idea. 
I'm so great. I'm so gracious about it, John. I am really gracious about it. Well, I don't like. See, I'm shocked that I have never heard anyone make a joke about your name. Really? I've never because I guess maybe like by the time I knew you, you were in traveling in circles with adults, so don't make fun of people's names. But I have to imagine that it was just a field day for your entire childhood because that's it's a hilarious name. Uh yeah. Um, I don't mean to change the subject to me. I want to hear more about you. Um. But no, just to that point, though, and actually, I would like to hear what you say about this. I would, I would very much look forward to the school year starting. I liked school, especially the beginning of school. I liked folders. I liked stuff. I did not like the first time that they read out everyone's names. And of course, they're in alphabetical order, so you know it's getting closer and closer and closer. And then someone is going to say Merlin Dean Mann, and it's kind of oh, because oh, oh, it's they such read a weird your name. middle names in class. I think so. It might have just been Merlin Mann, but that's a weird name. I mean, it's got uh, what alliteration? Well, at like, least it's they didn't odd. say the third. That just, don't you just want to punch somebody that's got the third on their name? That just that sounds like somebody on like at the fancy camp in Meatballs or something. If you've got Thurston, a third, fourth is worse. Fourth, Thurston, fourth is Thurston Howell was the third, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. But then he had a son. Uh, actually, uh, last week or so, I watched most of uh, uh, with the death of Metalark Lemon. I went back and, and watched uh, some some Gilligan's Island movies. And uh, uh, actually, Jim Backus was really sick during the filming of Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island. That's I think, or that's when they brought in his fake son, even though he supposedly canonically did not have a child. Mm-hmm. Thurston Howell IV. And they never, got, they never got Ginger back. They had different gingers. Did you watch that when it was on? Did you watch like Rescue from Gilligan's Island when it came on? I, I was mean, so not, excited. Not, not first run. I think I saw all those in syndication. because I'm, I'm um, That's the one I watched most of last week, and it's not good. Now, why are you, why are you revisiting this crap? Because I love the Harlem Globetrot- Globetrotters, yeah, but right. it's it's really really quite quite bad. It's like sub '80s Spanish language TV, like uh, the cameras and shooting and sets and everything. It's really extremely bad. Yeah, I just went. I was just infuriated that that show was even on the air because all I like. Why aren't they like? Fi- where did the boat go? Why aren't they fixing the boat? Why aren't they better at building a new one? Like that's the show that I wanted to see, and that was not the show that was on the air. That would be an interesting spin on that. If they brought that back and made it more like Mythbusters with uh, fixing a boat, mm-hmm. you'd watch that. Top maybe, Gear. Maybe. I have, uh, I have, uh, I don't know. I'm pickier about my reality shows than you are, I think. Wow. That's pretty broad. That's no, really no. I'm broad. just saying, like, not that the ones you watch are bad. It's just that you watch so much more of them than I do. Right? I do so not. I, th- I think you, I, I think some three, of the ones. I watch, watch three reality shows. You've got Top Chef. Yes. Or Top Chef. Top Chef. Right. You've got Project, Project Runway. Runway. Got Project Runway. Uh huh. Um, what else have you got? Shark Tank. Shark Tank, and then is that it? Yeah, mostly. Oh, also sometimes we watch Hotel Hell, and sometimes we watch Kitchen Nightmares. Okay, uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, those shows I don't are even know the names of all the ones. I draw uh, the Brit- line at World British, uh, ba- Big British Bake Off. Uh, I love it. My family has See, banned it from the, the house because they say it's boring. Count is going up. And so for you, how did you feel, John Craig? Uh, first day of school, you go in there, they're going to call out your name. How do you feel? How did you feel when your name was called out? I feel fine because everyone, I went to school in Long Island, everyone's oh, last sure. name was, was Jewish or Italian or Irish, and it was, it was fine. Like, none of my teachers pronounced my last name the right way, and I didn't care, and nobody cared. And there was a million Johns in my classes, and we, and we had to have, because I was in the John generation, and we all had initials. I was John S. Luckily, I, was, I, I think it was the only John S. for a long time, maybe until high school, in which case no one cared about your last name anymore, or they would call you by your last name. The John generation. A lot of Johns in my in my group of kids. Just like, you know, right now, like, Tyler's and Cody's and whatever the hell they are. Oh, my God. 
Did, did I tell you that a daughter of one of my I'm sorry, I'm, I'm terrible at describing these relationships. My daughter has a friend whose little sister is named Daenerys. That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I like that one. That's that's not bad. As far, like, I mean, just to think of what it was like when we were kids. Like, how many freaking Jennifers were there in my class? It was like the same thing. The Jennifers were just, it was, I mean, Heather's was the movie, right? But there was yeah. just Jennifers just everywhere. Jennifer, Lisa, a lot of, I, I bet yeah. you had, Lisa was a pretty popular I mean, one, I bet, in your neighborhood. Mike and John and Jennifer, there was, there was some Lisas in there. But like, it was, like, we were not original. I, it, you can say whatever you want about the current crop of names. I just think they're much more creative and varied than they were in my generation because we were just just so much sameness. I would have killed for a Daenerys. I have not seen, yes, I have not seen the show very much, but can I just suggest we not give our kids Welsh names? Like, I've got a, I've got a Welsh-ish name, but luckily it doesn't have, like, a Y in it. But, like, Daenerys, for the rest of their life, that kid is going to have to spell their name to people. Nah, well, it's all right. I don't mean, Like, I, I did take that into account when I named... I mean, people have to spell. So I have to spell my name. You think, oh, for the rest of life, John's going to have to spell it. But you do, because people don't know whether the H is there. Your like, daughter, you can't your daughter has a slightly unconventional spelling, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. That's not, that's so not bad. too bad. It's not too bad. Um, but, you know, I mean, there was that, there was that thing... Where, it, Ironically enough, at the time when white America loved having a laugh about Letitia and Lamangelo and all of that, to me, that right. was the nadir for white people, too, because as much as we're now into naming things after people from TV shows and in music, uh, there was a time when it was even less creative. And I, ha- I have met a Jennifer. Yeah, like here's the, the I think it's like the Uncanny Valley where you if you start with like normal traditional names, start mutating them. That's worse. Then, like you just mentioned, like the old stand-up comics in the '80s trying to make fun of black people's names, they had it right. Make up any word you want that you think sounds cool. That's the whole point of having kids. You can name them whatever you want. Like, there's no you shouldn't feel constrained by what the what you know the names of people who came before you. Just put a bunch of letters together that make a sound that you like or that look nice on the page or both, and name your kid that. And I think that's the way naming should be done. Uh, but that's not the way we name things. Instead, we name things after like relatives or people we've seen in movies or characters in books. Um, and then if you're going to do that, I just say at least be a little bit varied and creative because we don't need another generation of Mikes and Jennifers and Johns. It's, you know, it's, hmm, I think of two things. Second, I, I would love, you know, you see those charts of like what the popular names are this year. I would like to see one that's a little closer to maybe like a pie graph where like what percentage, like are there years where there's uh, more of a monoculture? In names, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean, like because I do feel like there have been times when almost every person I met was named Jason. I, I were, there are so many Jasons, or right now Annabella or Bella. We have three Bellas. We oh, have. Yeah. I think the girl names all end in the uh sound. Uh, oh, the past couple uh, of years. Yeah, well, then you had the bell tones for a while, where you had all the like, you know, the the Shaylas and the Kaylas and the, all those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. like, we've got three. We got. I think we might have three Noras. We've got uh, old Nora, Black Nora, New Nora. Uh, we've got, we've got, there's old Bella, new Bella. There's, but like, there's a lot. There's a, there's, and what's funny is, and I've heard this story from so many people when they name their kid, our daughter's name is Eleanor. And it's, it, you know, you do what any parent does, right? You go and you do your due, due diligence. Like, are there any serial killers with this name? Is this a terrible idea? And the funny part is like the, the weird part is talk about the, what, what do you call it? The, uh, 
the invisible hand. Cause like <laughs> the year we named our kid Eleanor like, was around the time that it suddenly started like going up and now we're meeting all these Eleanors. And I'm like, I've met like four Eleanors in my entire life. Oh, well, that's the trap. Every parent thinks they're giving their kid a unique name, but the problem is they, they lack information. They don't understand that every other parent who's having a child at the same time of them is also looking at the previous year's uh, top baby name list and saying, well, we don't want anything on that list. So let's right, all pick right. a name that we think is original, but they're all stewing the same culture. So you end up with a million kids who are all named, you know, uh, like Ethan or, or Tyler, and you're like, we thought that was original. Like, we looked at the past seven years of top 100 baby names, and it wasn't even on the list. And then all of a sudden, every single kid in my son's class is named Tyler. Henry. Yeah. What about Henry? Like, Henry was the name of somebody's uncle who was probably old and smoking. And then suddenly there were so many. I think, it's a, I think it's a cool name. I think it's a cute name, too. But, like, suddenly like all these old all these kids had old man names, like, kind of out of nowhere. Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at baby names. And in 2015... Number eight for girls is Abigail. Can you, like, I would never have imagined that. We had one Abigail. Uh, was it Abigail? Abigail's yeah. became Abby's when I was a kid. That was always, they were always Abby's. No, it was Agatha. We had one Agatha. Oh, I, I can't believe I forgot her. Agatha Padedwarney. P-D-E-O-W-O. Agatha Padedwarney. What? It was, in my, it was in my high school for, like, one year. Uh, and she was, like, an alien from another planet. She was, like, six feet tall, blonde, and built like a model. And as far as I know, never talked to another human being. <laughs> Agatha Puddedwarney. She was like the, the Benedict Cumberbatch of sixth grade. I don't know if like her parents like traveled because she just appeared out of nowhere one year and I think disappeared the next year. So maybe like, you know, her parents moved out for a job and moved back. But right. Strange combination. But anyway, yeah, just look at these baby name lists. And like they're they're I like that they're more varied than they were. But there's a lot of Jacobs and Joshua's and. Emma's and Olivia's and Sophia's and Isabella's and Charlotte's. Popular baby names. I'm using Google. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. The uh, Social Security people have it. So this year, according to, to the Social Security uh, Agency, um, top names Noah. Oh, Liam. We got a, we got a Liam. We got a big of course, head. Of course you do. Yeah. We got a no- Noah, Liam, Mason, Jacob. We got a Jacob in our class. William, Ethan, Michael, Alexander, James, and Daniel. This one has Elijah at number 11, the one I'm looking at. Okay. Elijah. Uh, we have had two Elijahs in my daughter's life. For girls, female names, Emma, Olivia. Oh, yeah, we got some Olivias. These are all the A's. Emma, Olivia, Sophia, Ava, Mia, Isabella. Like, that's a lot of us. Isabella. Sophia, Isabella, Ava, Mia. Wow, these are kind of like like 40s Italianish names. Yeah, well. Emily, Abigail, Italian. Madison, Charlotte. No Daenerys, but Daenerys is a good name. It's a, it's a good character. A, I like how it wine? sounds. It looks neat on the page. Is she the dragon one? Yeah. Yeah. D. Oh, my goodness. People can call her Danny for short. Did I tell you the name that I wanted to, to name my daughter? I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the answer, but I... You know, I, I, you know how it works. That if you don't squeeze the baby out of your body, you don't get naming rights, which I think is only fair. I think it's completely fair. Did you, right. did you have that as a formal deal? Was there, She got to pick the name. Did you get anything I, in It return? wasn't even discussed. Like, I mean... Did you get to pick the feeder school or something? No. No. <laughs> I, but anyway, I lobbied for my name. I lobbied hard. Okay. I even tried to strike a bargain for the, you know, because our, our first child was a boy. And is, so it, I is it Zelda? I, I couldn't use, no. I okay. couldn't use my girl name for the boy. I'm like, all right. Oh, yes. I think you did tell me this. Yes. Remind me of this. Yes. Do you want to do a deal? We're going to have a second child. I think I was actually lobbying for like, should we have a second kid or not? And like, I was kind of on the fence about it. I'm like, how do you feel about this? Where, oh, the deal was, all right, we're going to have a second child, and let, the deal is we each pick a gender, and 
whatever gender we pick, if we're right, we get exclusive naming rights. Oh, I like this. So it's like if you pick girl and I pick boy and it turns out to be a boy, I get to pick the boy name. But if it turns out to be a girl, you get to pick the girl name with no input from the other person. Like totally. It's like it's like flipping power. a coin but with a woman's body. Right. And that I that deal could never be struck because uh she wouldn't agree to it. Why? Because because, because she knows that in the end she, she has, knew she, she, has, could she win. has full naming rights by default. So why so would you, she make you really had that, no <laughs> negotiating position? Right, exactly. It was total it's total bluff. Like it's like why would I it's like giving up, you know. She's she's too smart for that. But anyway, I lobbied hard for my girl name, which is the name of a girl, uh, again, girl, girls from high school, very influential in my life, girl, girls that I never spoke to in high school. Um, uh, this girl, it, yeah, I think, I, maybe I spoke to her once or twice. Anyway, she was in all the nerd classes with me, uh, which is exciting, uh, and all her friends called her Toby, and her name was October, like the month, and I thought that was a beautiful name, and I have I hadn't heard it anyplace else, and I loved the name Toby, because I thought it was cute for a girl name. Uh, and I, I could not successfully lobby for October. Just that work. is a really weird, super cute name. It's a great o- name. October. It's, yeah. I mean, they're out there. I'm sure they're out there. Like I, I, I met one or saw one across the classroom and who wow. doesn't like, like is Toby is a good kind of like, uh, non-conventional, but cute little girl name. And if she wants to get sophisticated, October sounds like a queen. It does. And I mean, you know, th- and it's funny because what factored into my, so we spent a lot of time, my wife and I, you know, I spent a lot of time, but the time that you spend, you got nothing to do, you know, you're pregnant, you can't go anywhere, but you know, coming up with a whole bunch of names. And I have to say my, my choices were going to be, it had to be at least somewhat dignified. It, it couldn't be too cute. It couldn't be a short name. <laughs> it had to be dignified. This is before you met your daughter. <laughs> had to be dignified. So when she makes fart noises with her face, <laughs> you've seen she wears she wears ears every day. Uh huh. Um, no, but I mean, I just I did not want to saddle her with a silly name. And I also, and this is nothing against anybody. I'm sorry. A silly name like Zeke. I mean, you don't want to saddle Zeke her. Zeke is a sweet. That's a sweet nickname. Um, but the um, what I didn't want, like I I don't I don't like when somebody has a diminutive as their official name. I think that's weird. Oh, like the the people. Yeah, I, Tom, I know what you mean. Like Mike. Jenny, like Jenny is their actual name on the birth certificate. J E N N. Right, right, right. Or Sue. Like I, uh, I don't, I don't mind that because again, I think that fully, totally goes with like you like the sound of something, you like how it's spelled, you like the, the official name. Because some people, that was a big source of tension in our baby naming choices. Was like, are there diminutives that we don't like because we know the diminutives oh, that was, may maybe so out of our time. control? Like you can say, yeah. oh no, we're never going to call. We, I mean, we did it with my daughter. We did. There are diminutives that we don't like, and we fight against them. We just decided to, to take on that battle. But you're looking for the one where there's no diminutive you don't like. Oh, that was huge for us. And in fact, my the name that I picked above my daughter's name was nixed by my wife. And I'll share this with you if you'd like. It, she nixed it simply because one of the diminutives is well, – it's not my favorite name in the world, but it's also the name of a girl that had kind of slightly bullied my wife as a child. Yeah, that's all it takes. Like my, you know what it my, took? It took one syllable, Liz. Uh, it's the same name, actually. Well, very, very similar. My, my wife liked Elizabeth. That's mine. I, that was n- above Eleanor. Elizabeth was absolutely my number one pick. And I, I like Elizabeth fine, but you know what I don't like? Uh, uh, Betty? Beth. Bess? Beth. I do not like... I never knew anyone named Beth. There's no bad connotation. I think Beth is just like the sound you make right before you puke. Sorry, Beth, if you're out there listening. <laughs> like, I do not like... <laughs> no, no offense. I, yeah. No. <laughs> Looks good on you, though. Beth. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> this looks good <laughs> Anyway, get a name like that, you usually get a free bowl of soup.
This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code DIFFS, that's D-I-F-F-S, at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. When it comes to giving yourself a place online, there is nowhere better than Squarespace. They put all the power you need into your hands and take away all the pain points, like worrying about hosting, scaling, or what to do if you get stuck on something. With Squarespace, you can build a site that looks professionally designed. Regardless of skill level, there is no coding required. With their intuitive and easy-to-use tools, you can make your website look and feel exactly how you want. Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology to power your site and to ensure security and stability. They are trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Their site templates are stunning to look at. They all feature responsive design, and that makes your site look great on all sizes of device. But this is just getting started. Squarespace has tons of awesome features. They have 24 by 7 support with live chat and email. They have teams in New York, Dublin, and Portland who are there to help you. Squarespace has a commerce platform that allows anyone to add a store to their Squarespace site. And they have the wonderful cover page functionality to build great-looking single-page websites. It's all rock-solid with fast hosting and so much more. And if you want to stretch Squarespace even further, you should check out their development platform. This lets you dig into the code and tinker with your own Squarespace site. And if you sign up for a year, you'll also get a free domain name, allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. This is so great. Squarespace plans start at just $8 per month. So please go and start a trial today with no credit card required. You go to squarespace.com. Now, when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code DIFFS, that's D-I-F-F-S, and that will get you 10% off your first purchase, and it'll also show your support for our show. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. I like the name Beth for my daughter. But I liked Elizabeth, and she's like, oh, she could be Liz or whatever. And I, just, I felt I just, like we, we were those. giving her a toolkit with a name like Elizabeth. I mean, I actually sat there, and I, I forced myself to come up with to come up with a name that could derive the most cool names. And so, what? You could be, you could be Liz. You could be Lizzie. You could be Beth. You could be Ellie. Uh, you could be... You could be Ellie. With a, your name is Elizabeth, and you're going to go with Ellie? I'm I'm saying that's that's up to her. Like you get you got a cool name like that's Elizabeth, borderline. you can go anywhere. Was that's like it, saying you can. You, we name you John. You can go with Jack. Mm, yeah. Was it? Isn't doesn't Peggy come out of Elizabeth? That's Margaret. Margaret. Mark. Yeah. How does that happen? How do you get Peggy I out of Margaret? No, it's it's complicated math. Hmm. Oh, I'm confused because Elizabeth Moths played Peggy. That's why I thought that. Yeah, that's right. Mad Men screwing you up again. I think I need to run Norton Utilities on my brain. Okay, <laughs> let's go through. Let's go to the so um, October. Do you want to guess where that is on the rankings? For what, 2015? Um, this is just on babynames.com. Uh, well, if it's the current year, I'm going to say October is 357th. Pretty good, 460. Whoa, it's close. Yeah. Yep, yep, It's yep. down there. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a valid name. It's not like Soda or Seven from the Seinfeld stuff, although Seven is not a bad name. I know a so, Seven. Soda, soda is a bad name. I know a Seven. I know a Seven. He lives here in town. He's super nice. Um uh so, like so sven but not really it's not sven it's seven yeah uh people who like names like october also like uh scarlet abigail violet charlotte alice olivia like you know goth 18 like 19th century goth girl names and autumn now my daughter went to school with an autumn how do you feel about autumn o-n-u-m i think it was a-n-u-m like almost like uh, annual yeah that's not a- bad. annual that would be a pretty name for a girl yeah, I, it could I, be Annie. I'm I'm really open or to no. Pretty, it could be no. Too, too pretty much any name. 
No. <laughs> Um, little bobby tables. <laughs> Drop, drop your tables. Drop tables, we call them. Um, so, uh, names. Yeah, I don't have much here. So you don't, so you don't want to talk about your, uh, your painful childhood as a wizard? Yeah, I could, sure. I mean, like, it's, it's, I can't even tell you the range where this flipped over. What I can tell you is this. I did not particularly like my name as a child. I wasn't precisely embarrassed by it, but it wasn't something that I liked strangers to hear. Um, and I, I very much I wanted to be a Jason or a Todd or a John, like very much, or a Scott. I, think, I thought Scott was such a cool name. Things could have gone terribly wrong for you if you were a Todd. Think about that. Just think about it. If I were a Todd, if you were a Todd, you'd be wearing like a baseball hat. Like that's, oh, that know. way lies bro madness. Right, like the guy that, like, uh, Roderick bought his RV from a guy named Todd, like a sunglasses on the neck kind of guy. Todd, Todd's, Todd is a sunglasses on the neck name. Yeah, and especially in your generation, if you were a Todd, then that's a different path for you. Yeah. Merlin can't go down that path. Merlin I've known has to a do... lot of pretty confused Todds. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Todd is, is working for you. And then uh, at a certain point, I started to think it was a cool name. I thought, you know, and I was like, Merlin Mann, that's kind of a cool name. Like, uh, you know, I don't mind that. That's all right. And here's yeah, the funny when you, thing. when you used to be Merlin Mann, I remember that. I talked into my shoe. And the funny thing is, though, like, people will say, oh, Merlin Mann, or your name. Like, I don't think about my name at all. I don't. So when people make a joke about my name, I have to kind of stop and mentally uh, flip out of Top Gear and go like, oh, okay, that's right. My name is Merlin Mann. Because I don't actually think about it. Yeah, like, you don't all. you don't have occasion to 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 think about your name, and and I think I don't think about my first name that much just because it's so kind of like boring in there. And really, for a lot of my sort of teen years and even a lot of my adult life, I, until the internet came, I was called by my last name, which is why I usually use that as my username. And then like it was online handles after that, and they were just you know online handles are an opportunity for everyone to make up their own BS nonsensical name for themselves. Yeah, although like I'm you know again it's a little. When I was coming up on the internet, there was a certain shame associated with putting numbers in your name. These days, everybody does it and it seems fine. Like maybe like maybe it's like the uh the we look down on them because like we had this, you know, sort of unspoiled, unclaimed country of namespace for usernames and we didn't have to use the numbers and the people who did were looked down upon and now like everything is taken and we've like, you know, we've we've killed all the buffalo and developed all the land and paved paradise and put in a username parking lot yeah, and now yeah. everyone has to have like 17 digits after their name oh know. that's so weird when i see that i think that that always that still looks really strange because i still think of that as being like the aol problem like i guess i i don't pay a lot of attention to twitter at all outside of the people that i pay attention to so most of the people i know have normal names but just wait um, till you find your kids friends usernames like maybe you haven't had that yet like you don't know your friends like i don't think wii u still has like the weird name things whatever but like on on ps4 which you may talk about I saw uh, one of my son's friend's PS4 name and had like a string of digits in the end of him. Like, seriously? This Come is okay on. for everybody? Really? Are you even trying? Jeez. I spent yeah. a long time coming up on my son's PSN username because everything was taken. And I was like, and he was like, just put in one after the end of it. I'm like, no, we don't do that in this. No, family. no, 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 no. Oh, no. You know, that's, that's interesting. This is, I'll save it for another show. But I'm, I've been trying to introduce my, uh, my daughter to this made up thing. I, I, I a thing I made up, I'm just calling the nerd code. And it's like, whenever I want to try to explain why we do or don't do certain things, sometimes I have to fall back on the nerd code. Is that, is that like a fancied up version of because I said so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for example, when we came out of The Force Awakens, I, I actually, I kind of took her aside. And I said, you know, what happened, you know, in the third act of that movie? You know, you can't tell people about that. 
and I was like, and she knows what a spoiler is, but she's terrible at it. And I was like, listen, here's the thing. I, this is the nerd code. You cannot talk about what happened in that movie. You can talk about it with people who have seen the movie, but you talk about, don't talk about it around other people. Don't tell people who haven't seen the movie. Don't, it's just don't talk about it when you're walking out of the theater. Oh, absolutely not. But I mean, like today, she comes home today. It's the second day of school and she told somebody today. And I was like, no, she's like, no, no, no. He said he's not going to see it. I'm like, yeah, but now that kid knows and he's going to go around and tell people. Like this is, that's is not good spycraft. Yeah. We have yeah. to keep this to ourselves. That's a high, that's a tough task for kids. But like my parents were visiting over the holidays and they wanted to see the new Star Wars movie. They also, by the way, wanted to see the, you know, the old three Star Wars movies as like a, to, to ramp up to. This is their idea, not mine, believe it or not. Wow. It's a hilarious thing. Like, you know, the email from my mother get, get more and more. I don't know. Strange as time goes on. But uh, she emailed me before they came out here for the holiday and said, oh, you know, when we're out there, we'd like to see the new Star Wars movie. You know, have you guys seen it? We want to take the kids, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, we will have seen it by then. But, yeah, we'll go see it again. And we did. Um, and then she said, also, I want to see the the first three Star Wars movies again. Uh, I forget how she specified them, but it, it was clear that she was talking about uh, right, right. Star Wars Empire and, and Jedi. Um, do you have those movies? She asked me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you think she might be trolling you a little bit no no it was a legit straight up question i said yes i do have those movies and I you can I watch can find them. it you can i think i think i might have them i'm having um, trouble putting my hand to uh to a harmony of esp and i don't i, I don't I, like I, and i don't like torrenting i had it I've, it's on a drobo here somewhere I can but I, I want the 2.5 is it 2.5 better I don't know if I have the 2.5 uh, Empire. Empire was the least damaged, so it's the You least, said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I, 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 I... 2.5 of uh, New Hope. I think I might just have the 2.0 of Empire. You mean, you mean Star Wars? Uh, I, I'm not on that bandwagon. Like Again, <laughs> I called it Star Wars for my whole childhood, too, but I now know. for disambiguation, it's just so much easier. I know, I know, I know. Well, you know, I went and I fired up Transmission, and I was like, ugh, I just... I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I, I feel bad because people ask me. Anyway, I can... I can yeah, I know. We can, we can I, well, I'd appreciate out. that. But um, also, supposedly, I think I saw on the Harmy page. I think they're working on. Uh, I think they're working on a 1080p. Yeah, that'll be nice. Although, yeah. like, the 720p they, looks great. I mean, it looks fine to me. Yeah, no. So we watched. We watched the whole. Getting back to the spoiler thing. So we watched the whole uh, trilogy over here, and uh, I, I, I watched it through Plexus. Do, when you watch them, do you watch Harmy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Come on. <laughs> You're not um, an animal, <laughs> and I have them at a whole bunch of different places. I have them, I have them on my PS3 like permanently. I, I can stream them from my Synology over DLNA. I tried it on Plex this time because the new Apple TV has a Plex client, and the new Apple TV has no fan. And uh, I endorsed it; it was good. Uh, Plex could stream them just fine. You got multi-channel audio, though. I think you know. Obviously, there's there's no like five. As far as I'm aware, there's no like 5.1 surround on you know, New Hope or anything because that just wasn't a thing then. So you know. Um, but it, but it was good. You're you're obviously a Plex Pass person, right? I am, although I'm not sure. I did pay something to Plex, and there's probably some recurring payment that I'm not keeping track of. But yes, I am. Yeah, that's to me. That's when you can tell it's it's something we really like is when when we sync it, like do the high quality sync to somewhere, which means that even if, for example, Dad's recording a podcast, those movies are still available. And that's what I want to do. I want to I want to sync up my Harmies. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's funny. There, it seems like it was more out there. We're talking about things that shouldn't be discussed, but um, retention, I think, has started to affect some of these. Maybe I'm not sure. Hmm, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Star Wars is great, and so you watch those. Yeah, and, and then, um, so then uh, when I was telling my kids, who had by this point they had already seen the Force Awakens, of course, right? So I was yeah. telling them, Grandma and Grandpa are going to be here. Oh, right, you can't right, right. tell them what's in the Force Awakens because they haven't seen it yet, and this is. 
there was a challenge for the kids because my mother is like, I don't care. They can tell me. Spoilers don't bother me. I'm like, no, kids. You can't say anything about what happened. You can't, nothing about it. And like, they try to discuss it. And the only way to stop kids or my wife from saying things about The Force Awakens was to say, we cannot discuss anything having to do with Star Wars. <laughs> Because okay. you will never lead you into, uh, you know, like. Well, and you, uh, there's going to be tells where, like, even if you don't, they're, they're mean kids. To do it. They're terrible. They're terrible liars. They, you know, and so yeah. Okay, so you go, like, oh, this and this and this, and you go, yeah, for now. Right. Eh, don't do that. Quit it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't take much. Anyway, I managed to keep my parents spoiler free, and then same conversation when we're leaving the theater. I, you know, at all times I'm leaving the theater. The first time my kids saw it, the second time, like, say, look, I know you may want to talk about this, although like my son's not very chatty. This is the problem. My daughter's like. We can talk about it in the car on the way home, but we can't talk about it in the parking lot, and we can't talk about it in the lobby. Yep. So just keep it to yourself till we get to the car, and the door is closed, and then feel free to let loose. And they were pretty good about that. I'm trying to find this. Yeah, so <laughs> I sent you those pictures of my kid in the snow. Um, my wife and her uh, went out for a couple days to go, go visit with relatives and go to the snow. And <laughs> I got this text here. Um, her aunt and uncle, I'm quoting here, we're talking about going to see Star Wars, and Ellie kept saying, it's devastating. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's a spoiler. No, and it's not. I, I like that she knows that that's the word she uses. Oh, you mean for our audience or for, for uh, the aunt For the uncle? people listening to her, and possibly oh, for yeah. our audience. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I really want, I've only seen it once, and... Once? My, I... <sighs> And so I'm like, like every day I'm like, do you think you like over the two weeks she's home? I'm like, do you think you want want to go? She's like, no, 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 you know, it's too boring or whatever. And it's like, uh, yeah, I I think it, I think it really affected her. Enough said, stop. All right. Stop. Yeah. But it was devastating. It was devastating. I just, what I've been doing. So this is a weird feeling. I suppose I could go like download some weird thing that someone recorded from the audience or some telesync BS. Uh, But basically the bottom line is I can't see Force Awakens the movie whenever I feel like it at this point. Yeah. Um, but I do occasionally watch the trailer, the trailer that I intentionally didn't watch before the movie. And I'm very glad I didn't watch it because I feel like the trailer did spoil things for me. Like scenes in the, in the trailer, I'm glad I saw for the first time in the movie theater in the context of the You're talking about the, the third one or the last one. They just call it the trailer. It's not a teaser. It's not teaser one. It's not teaser two. It's just trailer. Maybe you're not talking about the one you guys trailer. dissected for five hours. You're no, talking about the later no, ones. No, not okay. that one. Like I'm okay with seeing that one. It's the... The trailer is amazing. The trailer is better than the movie. The trailer should be better than the movie. That's how trailers work. It's I, I avoided it. After you went public with that and you started talking about that, I followed you and I stopped reading anything. I avoided I mean, I didn't go as crazy as some people, but yeah, I did the same thing. I wouldn't but, watch it. But any, now that you've seen one. it, watch the trailer. God, uh, the trailer is good. It is so good. Okay. I, mean, I, I, would love to, I would love to. I just want – I said this on uh, where Back to Work today that you know my, my favorite shot in the whole movie is Ray sitting by the foot of the AT-AT. When she puts on the helmet, mm-hmm. it's like I just want that image. I wish, I, of course, obviously they're never going to make a doll of that because reality. But like, if there's a figure of her, what, wasn't that a perfect shot? Like her expression, her her whole way she carried herself through all those scenes was so great. But I'm leading you here. But I will say for myself, when she sits down with her with her little portion thing, it just made me so happy. Like, and she puts on the helmet, and you're like, that was the moment. That was the movie's moment to me, where we were. It was like a fan was in the movie when she put that helmet on. Yeah, there's a lot of really good scenes that that are that are payoffs for a nice lead up that are not like yeah I don't I, I don't know we're not going to talk about Star Wars because I've talked about that a lot in other podcasts no, but, I I've, been, know, but I I've, been, I've been reading a lot of the other reactions to it and everything and like I, nothing I read from the people who dislike it or have criticisms even if I like nothing is dampening from the fact that like I, I've seen it 
what, four times now? And I enjoyed it every time. And occasionally I think about, if I could watch that again right now, I probably would. Like, it's not the best movie in the world. Like, I can find problems with it, too. It just made me happy. Um, and that's all, you can, that's all you can really ask for a movie. You know what I mean? I, 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 yes. I, I totally agree. I feel, I feel, I won't say exactly the same way. I, that's how I feel, too. And, like, for me, that was Daisy Ridley. Like, and, and, and Joy Boy again, blah, blah, blah. They were all great. But to me, Daisy Ridley, like, made that movie. Like, improbably brought something, not her, but everybody that made her character, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, asterisk, asterisk. It's why I find the whole online thing about her frustrating. It's like, take her out of that movie, and it is a different movie. She brought something very special and new to that. She brought a spirit for 2015. She brought a 2015 spirit to that movie that, that, that feels like the feeling of 1977 to me. Do you know what I mean? Something, something sparkling and new and like, yes, this. That was her. Yeah, I, I'm mostly uh, ignoring all the, the silliness surrounding her. But like, it's just, I'm also a Luke defender too, by the way. Because a lot of the things that I've been reading, criticism start pulling in and they start throwing Luke under the carpet or, or making fun of Mark. I, I love Luke in the original trilogy. I like his character. I like his, I like his performance. I like his story arc. I like everything about him. He was the and, one that I related to. Every, I mean, as I got older, I thought Han Solo was the cool one. Yeah, you all want to be Han Solo, but right. Luke. But no, no. When I saw the movie, I was all about. Like, I saw so much of myself in Luke, and like that's he was. He was, a good, he was a good boy, and so was Merlin. Merlin was, Merlin was a good boy. Yeah, I just want to go to Tashi Station for some power converters. Yeah, a little whiny, but you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not as bad as that Kylo Ren, though. How about that guy? Yeah, you liked I, him though. You you love the girls show. Yeah, it was. It's a little bit jarring because I know him from Girls, but I think it was. It was good casting. I think he will do a good job. And yeah. I've, okay, let us stop talking about this right now. Yeah, because we'll go on forever. I've, I've yes, we will. I have stuff. no one to talk about this with. You could have uh, been on the one of the seventeen incomparable episodes about Star Wars. Jason <laughs> it, likes to deploy me tactically. I'm told. But you, there were so many of them. You could have. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Did you listen to the episode. one? Did you listen to uh, the one with Ant- that Anthony did? Uh, yeah, I listened to all of them. So he did. He did the North one, right? With other yes, people, he did the North. He, he did with, with funny uh, accents with uh, James, James Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. and was Liz on there? Yeah, and uh, Liz. Sorry, Liz. Um, I I thought that that was one of my favorites. Did you and did you listen to the nerd one? The Todd linked to um, the, with the VFX people. No, I still have my cue still. It's really it, that's really good too. But I I am such an Anthony Johnston fan. I love his heavy metal podcast. I love unjustly maligned. Um, I think he's he's such a I mean he's great he's a great comic writer but he's awfully good at hosting a podcast. Do you, do you ever listen to Unjustly Maligned? Yeah, I do. I really really enjoy it. And also Anthony, like you haven't been on the show, have you? No, I haven't. Here's the problem with Unjustly Maligned. Like I I would like to be on it in theory and I like to listening to it, but my main problem is anything <laughs> that you think this in Unjustly Maligned, all I can think about is like yeah, but. A lot of that maligning is yeah. just like yeah, I can sure. I can I can I can support the like people hate this stuff for a reason and I can tell you those reasons and I can tell you even more reasons and it's yeah. very difficult for me to go people hate this but it's unjust I would say not really unjust they're kind of right just it's... they're kind of right <laughs> like I, what I can say is even though it has all these problems I may like something like so I'm not a good I'm not a good fit for unjustly maligned but like I it's kind of a shame because when I, the most recent one I listened to was the Robotech episode I'm not listening in order I just kind of pick and choose among them yeah, and yeah. Robotech I'm like oh I didn't even know that was really maligned because I could defend the hell out of that and like the people who maligned in that case have 
very little leg to stand on. Like, I kind of understand where they're coming from, but they're wrong. And so I should have really done Robotech, but someone else beat me to it. And I think it was Chip. He did a really good job on it. Yeah, but, uh, that's the other thing is I like his combination of, like, all the voices that I'm familiar with from this little, you know, this little neighborhood of podcasting stuff. But I also like the people he brings in that I don't know. Um, that I'm trying to think. There was a woman he had on recently. I remember her recording quality was terrible, but she was awesome. And what was she talking about? He brings in these voices that I've never heard, and they're in, just these people who are incredibly articulate and smart. And the, you, you, for, especially for stuff that I haven't seen, I walk away going like, "This sounds awesome!" You know, like the way they've made this sound really great. Like when I was on to talk about Watchmen, I did a terrible job because I'm terrible at talking about media. And I actually did a John Syracuse where I was like, "Yeah, you know what? That was kind of bad." You know, a great show. I great think show. I heard your Watchmen episode. Heard uh, you talk it, about Watchmen it wasn't. So it wasn't times. my finest hour. I don't remember. It's, not as bad as my incomparable appearances, but it's like pretty close. <laughs> um, more things about names. What is, is is it honey or sweetie? Where Americans honey, our names don't mean shit. What they're from? Are Americans are Americans sweetie? I don't. I'm getting hung up on the honey. You got to stop stabbing him. Yeah, I don't even know if that's right anymore because I've heard you say that so many times. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, go double check it here. Do you think that show's uh, overrated? Uh, I think it's overrated by you. Okay. Whoa! <clears throat> you wow. compared it to The Wire and with the, your last rudder. I mean, it's a good uh, show. You know, Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to give you a yellow card on that one because <laughs> the way I compared it to The Wire was what, that, is that a bunch of white dudes are talking about it all the time. Wow, you're good. Yeah, I know. I get that, but like, you're good. I, I, I feel like a little bit that it was anyway. I, Fargo's really good. It's a good show. You should watch. It. I just feel like it's. Don't you think it's gorgeous? I just, I just think it's, it's a just. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, some of this is my bias in that, like, in the same way that the Academy is biased or whatever. That, like, why is a comedy never? Or why is a comedy so rarely? I'm not going to say never because I don't know the history. Why are we giving the best pictures to like dramas and important movies about like the Holocaust and all the sorts of serious subjects? Like, right. is it possible for for a romantic comedy to be, to be so sublime that it should win Best Picture? Like, for example, you know, why does when Harry Met Sally not win Best Picture? Whatever won that year, I don't even know, right? Um, and I'm the same way with shows. I'm like, oh, well, Fargo is fun, but it's like, it's cute, it's funny, it's silly, it's Coen brothery, it's, it's you know. And yeah, it's, 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 and it's just, it's just right. cheeky enough to be on the edge of, like, self-awareness. Right, but it's also, like, kind of grim and, like, and it goes back and forth. And why is that, why in my mind do I say, yeah, but it's not the wire because the wire is so important and deep. And But I don't, I don't know. That's just, that's just the way, no, the I same know. thing that forces the Academy, same thing that ends up with the Academy picking all, like, the serious movie, I have that in me entirely as well. And so my wife complains that I never want to watch sitcoms and don't want to watch silly things and i mean i would have given best picture when i met sally that is my favorite romantic comedy by far it's a very um, good movie but uh and it's got it's got layers it's got layers to it and it's it's whimsical but it's it's got gravitas without being pretentious yeah and also like it's my my other biases like there's a reason why the godfather and everything like if you're gonna have a movie like set in a place that i know with people who seem familiar to me that makes that makes me like it more bottom line sure yeah, I've been I've had this thing I've been banging around with some friends when we talk about Doctor Who about like where it's I cuz then I get frustrated with Stephen Moffat because with Stephen Moffat it's starting to really seem like uh especially with Doctor Who into a, this this with this latest wonderful Christmas show that everybody hated of Sherlock. You know, Stephen Moffat every episode of Doctor Who in the last few years is kind of about the doctor. It's really different than really the Russell T. Davies and before where, you know, it was a – there were stories. And now like it's like it can drive you so crazy because every Doctor Who is about the Doctor, the identity of the Doctor, the name of the Doctor, all this junk. And it's like if you can buy into that, you'll enjoy it. And if you can't, like turn it off because it's going to drive you nuts. I think something similar happens with the Academy, with where the Academy in particular 
the AAPS or, or whatever, whatever the name is, that I think they are awarding aspirationally, where it's sort of like it, it isn't it isn't that this is the best thing that we did. It's like this is what we want you to notice and remember about us. And it's one reason they keep keep giving the goddamn like best actor and actress rewards awards to people who did their best work 30 years ago. It's like, oh, it's time. Well, it's time th- for this those, person. Those are the apology ones, but they also give it to people, you know, who do who have some role that seems difficult. Where oh, where the, you're the very, very, very brave situation. stretch role, the, yeah, the monsters. Yeah. 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 And, and, of course, the other aspect is that I just talked about how, like, movies with Italian people set in New York, Italian or Jewish people or neurotic people in general, you know, set in the New York metro <laughs> area, right? Um, <laughs> uh, the Academy loves movies about movie making. They love movies about Hollywood. They love movies about actors. They love movies about storytelling. Like, those are just, they eat them up because they're all, the people who are voting on those are all in the industry, and they just love to see movies, like, even tangentially. Oh, it's, it's a story about storytelling. They, they love it. So, yeah, that's that's how we all are, and I, I accept it. But, but anyway, Fargo's a good show. <sighs> how do you think uh, Mad Max will do? I think it'll pro- probably get a bunch of technical awards. Yep, it'll run it. away with technical stuff, and... It'll get, like, editing, and, like, you know... I think it'll get it'll definitely get nominated for Best Picture, but it won't win. No, it's not win Best Picture. Are you kidding? No, they're not ready. No, but do you, th- do you think it'll get nominated? No, I don't even think I'll get nominated. Well, how, is there 10 nominees now? When they do, like, the ridiculous number of nominees, sure, there's room. I don't understand anymore. Like, there's some, like, like for, yeah, for Best Picture, it's it's over, like, six now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's probably room there. Because once they get a certain number, it's like, well, you know, were there any good movies this year? Fury Road was good. Throw it in there. I don't yeah. know. I, I, don't, I have no no inside line on, I don't understand how the nominating process works. Although once once the, all the nominations are out, I'm pretty darn good at predicting what's going on. Well, yeah, but I mean, here's this is another one of the situations where, like, I could give a flying fig about, like, what wins the Oscar award, unless it's something that I'd love to see win the Oscar award. Where, like, you know how, that's how it is with all of these institutions. It's a lot like The Wire, where, like, I wish, like, I don't care about the Oscars, but it'd be so neat if something bubbled up. You know, sort of along the lines of, let's say, in a different age, Sidney Poitier uh, yeah, winning. Yeah, you make like, a, you know, little, that's really cool. That's very important that he won that. Little little baby steps in the right direction where people who weren't previously recognized for anything. Oh, now someone gets a nomination. And before, we didn't consider those people people. Like, that's progress, you know? Like, and, or someone right. actually wins. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, like in another generation, that would have been like giving it to a, to a dinette set. Like letting a black man win the Oscar would be the craziest right, thing in the right. world. Right, and so yeah, we do it, between constantly giving awards to the same from the same people to the same people. Occasionally, he makes these little lurches like that, and occasionally you get a good speech, and it's nice to see, you know, good work recognized. So I still watch them. Hmm. Did Anna Pack win? Did Did Rogue win? Rogue won, didn't she? For what? For uh, the piano? Oh yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Rogue and and the Wolf's penis won for that one, I think. The wolf's penis. Oh, the wolf's penis. That's right. What's his name? Harvey Keitel. He's naked and everything. Harvey, the wolf. Yeah, he's a cleaner. He drives fast. Right, and he was in the piano. Right, and he was naked as usual. He had his penis in the piano. (laughs) 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 Dong, 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 dong. Um. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like his penis has been in other things. Oh, it's everywhere. In his butt. Was he in the what? His butt as well. Oh, it was his penis wasn't in his tushy. You're saying, yeah. Oh, so I misunderstood Stuk- you. All right, it's Tukas. <laughs> it's my sugar. <laughs> um, it's gonna be one for the books. Let's see. So that's names. You got you got a PS4. We can round that out with that. We've done, I think. We've done a lot of good work here. Yeah, yeah we did. We did. Uh, yeah, let's do that. That's a good way to round it so off. I need, I, need, I need to help you. 
Help me, help me help you. Oh, man. See, I, I know I bugged you like kind of a little bit. I know you're on vacation. I didn't want to bug you. I bugged you a little bit. That's the time to bug me. I got nothing else to do. Yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't want you to be my you know, video, video game but, Google. But, but, but you need one. You need one badly. No, I do. So here's where it stands. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before, before we go, what color? Uh, Darth Vader. Okay. Because they do uh, come in different colors. They're most. I got the, yeah. I got the um, bundle that comes with the battle thing. And uh, with the Star Wars, Vader on. Star Wars Battlefront, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yep, yep. So it, this was a so I text. Yeah, that's right. I texted you about this. Um, yeah, this was a, a a beyond last minute thing. Uh, so we're in a city that that has that Amazon delivery where you can basically get something in a couple hours. And I thought, you know what, f it, um, let's do this. This is fun. We haven't we hadn't gotten any, like a big banger for the family. And I thought, yeah, what the hell? Let's try this. I think this would be fun. And and honestly, you know. Um, I, you know, you've heard me, like, where, where I'll say, like, you know, like, I want to play Journey, but I don't want to have to, like, I want to play Destiny, I don't want to have to learn, uh, do yeah, I really want to commit? I think you probably played Journey too early, we'll get to that in a bit. I know, I know, I, I'm ready to receive my scolding, mm-hmm. but, um, but I thought, okay, fine, and so I just said, let's do this thing, and so I had them, uh, I think it was like even Christmas Eve, they Amazoned out the uh, PS4 and an extra controller, and yeah, and so it came with that. And I think, did I get any other games? Not that night. But yeah, feel free to ask away. I, did you I, sign up for uh, uh, PS uh, Plus? Oh, Jesus, John. I know, the, I know, I know. Uh, the, the account stuff, John. I know, the account stuff is grim. It's the really grim. The account stuff, associated with the user stuff, it is no. such a mess. I thought the Wii oh, was bad. And, and the worst is you got the Battlefront, because then you have the EA account, which is just like... Well, it, it, wants me to, it wants me to use a Disney account. It wants me to do... And like, I understand. Now, I'm an old man, and I understand that. I yeah. haven't played video games since... No, the, ha- the, the EA account thing for Battlefront is just a total cluster. Well, so... Okay, so but I knew that... I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get this thing set up. I, I do the minimal amount of stuff. So to get it set up Christmas uh, Day, of course, you know, <laughs> their, uh, their system went tits up, so nobody could get their emails verified. Yeah, but anyway... That's how you can tell it's Christmas. Yeah, yay. So, uh, yeah, so we mostly played, what do we do? Oh, you know, was there like, was there a training game in that one? Could you play Battlefront without going through any of the sign-up stuff? You should have been able to do something. Well, we were just mostly in that, like, before it's done doing the update, where it's like just beyond tutorial stuff. That's mostly what we played with. So so the way, let's just, but basically two days into this, what we had was the PS4 with the controller. We had Battlefront. Um we I immediately got Infinity Three, the Star Wars one, I guess the Empire. What did I get? I got the set that comes with all the characters. It comes with Luke and or it comes with Anakin and Leia and Boba Fett. And then I also bought uh, Ray and Finn. So we played a we played a lot of just toy box. Most of what we've done, eighty percent of what we've done is just toy box. I also picked up. Um, what did I get? I got the Unfolded game. Um, you know the one I'm talking about? Tearaway? We Tearaway, Unfolded. I got that, which she loved. I got, uh, I think I bought Journey. Oh, I bought Last of Us ex- uh, Expanded. I bought Journey off the stuff, the network. Bought a couple other games. That's mostly what it's been. And uh, yeah, and the account stuff is really frustrating. But we played a ton of an Infinity Toy Box, which has been really fun. We've been like decorating her house, and it's been really, that's been really fun. And then we got kind of hung up on the network stuff. I will entertain any questions. So the Battlefront stuff, have you played any of it, like the game We have proper? not gone into any official. We've just been doing the run around and go find the probe droids. Then you do the fly around and the X-Wing. We weren't doing great at that. 
And by the next day, we'd gone to that horrible GameStop shore, store and uh, got Infinity, which was much more fun to play for us. Yeah, Battlefront is not my kind of game, but it, yeah, it so truly said, is yeah. the, the game that looks the most like Star Wars is supposed to look that I've ever seen in my entire life. So, And it's not like the technology is so amazing. It's just it's art direction. It's choosing... Like because when you when you're designing a game, it's like doing any kind of animation, like Pixar. Like, yeah. Just pick, you ever see that blue umbrella Pixar thing? There's like a short that they have with the the, yeah. blue, the blue, um, blue umbrella. Like it was in front of one of the Pixar movies. Anyways, oh. it's the only thing Pixar has ever done that is aimed for photorealism. Oh, uh, uh, you should look at. I think it's, it might be called the blue umbrella. But anyway, it features I think it's a, on the collections. I don't know. It that. features a blue umbrella. The thing is, it features a blue umbrella that has like eyeballs, and so it's not. How can it be photorealistic when it has like a cartoon face on an umbrella or something? Anyway. Uh, the rendering is very, but most of Pixar rendering is not, as you know, like it's not photorealistic. You have to choose in the continuum of like, am I going to try to make this look like it was photograph of a bunch of real people and a real thing? Or am I going to try to make it like a Warner Brothers cartoon? Or what am I going to do in between? And that choice, that sort of the, the, the style and art direction really dictates like what the thing looks like. So Disney Infinity, for example, is very stylized, right? It doesn't look like the movies. Now, so for Battlefront, you would look at it and you say, oh, they're going for photorealistic because this is like I'm looking at the movie. But they're not. They they pulled it back just a little bit. They're trying to stay in the sweet it's spot a, of what a, the... It was a little bit crispy. Right. They're, they're trying to stay in the sweet spot of what the hardware is capable of. And they know right. if they try to go to full photorealism, it will like show the, the jagged edge will look in, incongruous. So they just pull it back a little bit and kind of make it more like this is a slightly idealized version of it. But... And of course, the animation is all totally different, and so you can tell you're watching a video game. But boy, it looks it looks really good. What I would call the environment, like the combination of the sound design and you know how you use the weapons and everything, it really it felt very Star Wars, yeah, for and, sure. And the animation, and like I mean, the characters look a little weird. Anyway, um, not my kind of game, but I'm really impressed with that uh, visually speaking. Uh, and Disney Infinity, also not my kind of game, but good for you to play around in. I'm hoping in all these games you're kind of trying to get a feel for how to navigate a little dude in 3D space so you don't feel like you're walking Link's horse it's, around uh, the circles It's hard. I am, I'm frequently – I got to remember to use the little right joy switch to look at something to get it right. Like when – what's the thing? Oh, yeah, in the Infinity, like the practice toy box game for um, Inside Out, like where you got to throw the ball through the thing. Like I kept missing it until I looked at it. I was like, oh, I'm getting this – it's at this weird orthogonal angle, and I keep getting that wrong. I still don't really know how to do that. Yeah, you gotta you got to stop having it be a thing that you think about. And well, and also like climbing, climbing that little slide thing in Journey was really hard for me. My kid was better at it, but I right. – uh, Oh, yeah. So, so Journey, I think you, you tried to play it before you were ready because, like I said, if, yeah. you, if, you're, if you're struggling with the controls, you're missing most of the game. It's like, it's like if you're trying to watch a, a really good movie – uh, like your favorite movie ever, but you, your eyes keep going to the wallpaper and you have to concentrate to drag them back towards the screen. And the whole time you're watching it, all you're thinking about is, why do I keep looking at the wallpaper? I'm missing the movie. Oh, I got to look over here. Where's the screen? So like as somebody who's still excited by discovering the jump button, that's probably not an I- ideal game to be. Right. Like you just mean how much it, of it is it, figuring stuff out. It's pretty simple because there's only like, there's not like a million controls you have to learn and right. it's very forgiving and it's not like you're going to, there's not a lot of, there's no, you know, sort of end game, game ending states lurking out there to trip you up and you don't have to repeatedly do stuff. But if you can't just like navigate your little dude around in a confident manner without thinking about it, you're never going to actually get into the game again. If it's, it's like trying to read a great novel when you're just learning to read most of the time, you're just trying to sound out the words. You're kind of missing most. Of right. The no, no, you're right. You're right. And that's why like I, I, yeah, that's why I haven't even begun to look at Destiny. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but see, the thing is, Destiny would actually be like there's no. I don't think you're you, you wouldn't actually be playing the game yet. But I think Destiny is the type of game where you can bang your head against it to try to learn the controls, and it's not as if you're missing out on anything because it is not a great work of art in the same way that Journey is. 
uh, journey is much more linear and more narrative and more an experience and destiny is more like learning how to fly a 747. Uh, and you know, it's sort of its own reward and learning process, but there's no grand story arc there. So did you actually play and finish journey? <laughs> no, good. No, I, good. I, I, don't I, go, don't come back to it until you're more competent. How far? Well, did you no, get? no, I, I get your point, but like, so maybe for now, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to say this and I'm going to sound old, but I think it's it's weird as somebody who is new to this ecosystem. I have to say it's been very jarring how much of this I had to figure out on my own, uh, down to like how you use the controls, like what stuff means. Um, it's and I don't mean to sound indignant about it, but it's kind of been surprising to me that how little there is to really explain this ecosystem. I feel like I need a dummies book just to even understand. And I really could, I to tell you the truth, I could benefit from a game that is designed to be a game to show you how to use the remote. It's not as intuitive yeah, uh, well, as you guys think. But, but no, but it's, it's just, it's just a, like, it's a vocabulary. It's like, it's like downloading an iOS app and being like, it didn't tell me anything about how you have to swipe to scroll. I had to figure that out on myself. You don't even see, you know, like, uh, it, it, you just, but kids these days, like, of course, there's not going to be any instructions telling you you tap something to activate it and you scroll to, you know, like, that's just the way everything works. And how do I know I could swipe to the side? Well, just eventually you just know it. And so it, it's a vocabulary that you don't yet have, but once you pick it up, it is fairly reusable. Toybox is probably a good place to work on that, right? Uh, I think my my go-to is any old Mario game. Obviously, you're not going to get that on the PlayStation. But like a platformer, like Mario 64, the opening sort of level where you start, there are no enemies. You're just in sort of in a courtyard with trees, and you can just run around. And like until you enter the castle, you just hang out out there and do whatever the hell you want. And that's what I had my kids do, and it's fun to do, and there's no danger. Yeah, and well, have you spent you much just, time in Toybox? Because that's what it is. You just go and, like, learn stuff. Right, but that is more complicated. It has more buttons and more things to do. Like, it, it's almost as if what you really need is just, like, a big empty room with, like, a few things in it and just, you know, like, and you have to have it. Here's the thing. You have to have, there can't be no goal because then you're like, All right, what am I even doing here, right? But it can't be a complicated goal. So, I, and Mario 64 works for little kids because what they want to do is they want to climb the tree. They want to chase after the bird. They want to jump in the water just because those things are fun to do as a little right, kid. And right. that's all the motivation they need. And so they're motivated to, to if I want to jump in the water, first I got to see where the water is. Then I got to run towards it, get my little guy to run towards it. And then he's got to go in the water. And then you realize, oh, is there a higher place that I can jump from to go into the water? How do I climb a tree? Uh, you know, once I'm on a tree, how do I get off of it? How do I control, you know, like just to get comfortable with it. So you stop thinking about the controls and you start thinking about what you want it's the same like when you're reading a book in the first few seconds you're looking at little ink shapes on a page and as adults who are used to reading things very quickly you are now you know as i say vividly hallucinating while staring at a tree right you're now imagining <laughs> the world of the book when you're when you're reading a good book like a you know fiction book and a story you're not thinking about how to read or how you recognize the shape of words on the page right Right, right, you right. can't experience the book until reading becomes second nature. You can't experience, especially sort of story-based emotional narrative games, until controlling the game becomes second nature. Uh, and the more complicated the game controls are, the less it's ever going to be second nature. And then the other end of the spectrum is something like Destiny, which is more like playing a sport, where it's like, oh, you can't really play tennis until you stop thinking about it. In some senses, that's true, but in other senses... The whole thing about tennis is you're like or golf. You're always thinking about your swing, and you're always trying to improve your swing. And you know what the goal is. You got to get the ball in the hole. But it's like, which club do I pick? What do I do with my swing technique? Like, you know, and or more like flying the 747. Like you're always thinking about flying the 747. It's not like the 747 disappears. I mean, ideally, in the best case, in some sort of zen zone you're in. But it is less. 
important than it is for a story. So I would be perfectly comfortable, not that I recommend this, to have you bang your head repeatedly against Destiny because you wouldn't be missing anything. But banging no, your head no, against Destiny. No, I get it. No, I, I take your point. The other one was we, we got was, um, who was it? Was it Brianna that recommended this? Was um, Child of Light. Um, Turn-based. I hate those games. But yeah, it's a, good, it's a good wreck to see if you like that kind of game. Well, uh, just it was, it was one of those. So what I liked about Toy Box was that there weren't really big stakes. And there were like little progressions and like, okay, you've learned this. Now you can do that. But Shot of Light was kind of fun because like you had to figure out like how do you climb up the log to go like jump onto the branch. And like for both of us, that's all still brand new. Yeah, Shot of Light, it's a lot of reading. Yeah. I mean, it, it, some people want that out of a gaming experience where they, they don't want mechanical skills to be – it's almost like a, uh, like a computerized choose-your-own-adventure where there's a lot of text to read or like interactive fiction, like a text adventure. And the mechanical part of it is really just to shell you from one encounter to the next. A turn basis for people who like board games with like that plan ahead and think about strategies and bounce things or whatever. And the, sometimes they bounce us, well, yeah, it's turn-based, but there's a little bit of a real-time thing to put you under time pressure. And it really depends on what kind of game you like. Certain people really love that type of game, and there are tons of them out there for them. Um, other people like me prefer the sort of the, you know, virtual version of sports where it's, where you are trying to manipulate something in real time to accomplish a goal right. in the same way that you manipulate, but, but, you know, and everything in between. Um, and that's why games that combine everything are the most difficult. Like you have the last of us, which I think is a great game. Uh, but I don't know if, no, I haven't even cracked the wrapper. Don't worry. I, I don't know if you're going to be able to make much headway in that game because it, the controls are fairly complicated and the difficulty, even on easy, is fairly hard. Which well, is, which is kind of I a shame. really broke your rule on that one. Yeah, you watched the whole big video thing. Of- Not the whole thing. Uh, I watched like 40 minutes of a playthrough. Wow. That, <laughs> what a cool looking game. Wow. Yeah. And, and if you watch a playthrough, uh, the majority of the playthrough, like there's the cutscenes. And and then the, the playthrough is like, it's very samey. I can't. Right? I honestly can't tell. It's like that dragon on a bridge uh, in the castle thing that we saw. Like I, I can't tell who's doing what when it's not a cutscene. I have no idea what people are actually doing. I, I can see they're running around, but like it's right. Like it, there's it, a lot looks, of things flashing on the screen, and you're not sure what's going on. But if you were actually playing, you would be thinking. You would be thinking like a person on the run from zombie type things. You would be. You would be thinking like. You, you'd be afraid. You'd have fear because not, not that you think you're actually going to die sitting on the couch, but you're you're fearing that them. No, you. I'm you're not trying, even playing. Trying, it. No. I can see that. I can totally. You're trying see to that. flee them, and you're planning what you can do, and you're seeing what's available, and you're trying to find a safe spot, and that's the whole feeling you're supposed to have during the game. It looks very samey if you're watching a gameplay thing of it, especially if like the person playing is not narrating or whatever. It looks very samey, but the experience of playing it does not feel like what it looks like. The cutscenes are similar because then you're not playing during them but anyway uh yeah. one, one more i think you could add to your list this okay. is uh it's a little, i don't know I, I think you i think this might be a good controller exercise for you and it's also a cute game is uh brothers two sons i don't know if you heard the incomparable where we talked about that i hope you didn't because we spoiled the whole thing but okay it's brothers colon two sons it is a downloadable game it's like 15 bucks you can play through it in like i forget if it's as long as journey an hour and a half two hours it has some interesting mechanics uh a lot of it is even for game people who are good at games, a, a lot of the gimmick of this game is we're going to make you do some interesting new things with the controller. But I think that's like a good fun controller workout for you, and it's an interesting game and has some interesting ideas. Probably not for your daughter to play, unfortunately. No, no, no. She's. I mean, you know, it's. I know this is not a very interesting thing to say, but the just playing around the toy box thing has been so fun. Like when we because like we, we just figure out and you know 
you know, forgive me if this is not interesting. I sound like Casey at this point. I'm just apologizing for everything I'm saying. But, you know, it was really fun to go like, oh, you, and now I see how you can add a room. And then you can add this room. You can move it. And you can add a hallway here. That is all brand new to us. So that's all still very exciting. So she's very satisfied when she does play to just do that. She liked the, why do I keep forgetting the name? The paper game? Tearaway. Tearaway Unfolded I liked a lot also because it looked I mean you know it's sort of like a Pixar type thing where like what they've done within what the medium can do is very impressive and like you say it is an Uncanny Valley thing where, where some of these games I don't know like I say I don't know if crispy is the right word like there's some weird anti-aliasing sometimes and you're like eh, that doesn't look right but uh, the Tearaway is it, it looks great and it's adorable and I love how it's its own world but I will add brothers two sons to the list. I've got to get her this account thing figured out. You know, like I don't want my daughter to get tokens from her, from her orthodontist. I also kind of hated that I had to go to in order for her to have her own user account. I had to go and like agree for her data to be passed on to people. Am I getting that right? Probably. I mean, you oh, know, you so know I mean, it's probably the same as the uh, iCloud agreement. If you give them the Apple ID, you can make a sub account. I don't know if you did this or That's not. That's what I did. I made a sub yeah, account. So the sub account says pluses and minuses. The plus is like, oh, this is designed for exactly what we want. There's an adult. But she can never child, like, get her own machine with that account. You can. They gave you a way to make it graduate to it. But there's all sorts of weird limitations. I just wish it was uniform. Like I wish I wish they like you want there to be some sort of semblance of control and recognition that this is a minor, but you don't want it to be sort of stuck in a corner where now that is a lesser account in some weird way and, and the right. ea account added on top of it just makes it a big mess like it, boy it is a big giant like my, my brother my brother my son had his friend come over and they wanted to play co-op battlefront and so you know i know enough to know oh you can sign in as guests but then sign in with your psn name but then it would immediately boot him out because someone was signed on from his house around the block like his bro- his younger brother was using his account, and so I wouldn't oh, let him God. sign on to his account here. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. And it's stupid, and it's confusing, and the error message has a negative number in parentheses in it, and it's just not friendly, and it's a mess. That's what we kept getting. Like, So I had definitely gone in, and I had uh, created, created her account and gotten everything all set up right with the network, and everything seemed like it was going to be working fine. But then like, it just would fart out for no clear reason. It would say, you know, the network's not available um, of course, then I got to go in, re-enter all her stuff, re-enter the password. Ironically enough, I found the keyboard, like using the little black swipey pad, I found that so much more intuitive than using my Apple TV. Oh, yeah. No, it's world's better. It did was you know crazy the, you know, how, how fast use, and intuitive it was to just fly through that. Did you use the gyroscope thing, too? If you press in on the on the thumbstick, I think, you can go to gyroscope mode, where instead of swiping your thumb on the touchpad, then oh, you're tilting, nice. tilting the controller to control. Anything is better than swiping back and forth in the stupid Apple remote on the, on the number line. Well, this keyboard. is one thing where just as a data point, you know, as somebody who's brand new to this, to any kind of platform, like I, like we never even got accounts for the Wii U. I, I mean, like I had the thing where the little Wii's would walk around in my square and all that kind of stuff for a week. But like, this is the first time we've ever gotten into a big platform where it needs this kind of stuff. And the part that's tearing me apart right now, as long as it's effed up, she's got to play on my account. And that just means more time to the day where I have to, you know what, honey, I got to cut you off. Like, cause if I'm going to play these games yeah, that you I don't, bought you this don't to play. Make, yeah. You don't want to make progress in your account. Cause then like, like, oh, my house is there and all my I things know, that I, I got know. in the game. And, and the thing is, with the games, it's not clear. It's like, all right, so if I'm playing this game under your account, is all my stuff under there? And if I start a new account, will it be separate? Or what it gets is so shared opaque. between them? It is so opaque. It, yeah, it's, it's really terrible. Well, anyway, I don't want to belabor it. That's all. But, you know, if you're listening to video game industry, I'm shaking my fist at you. No, but it's fun. I, I feel pretty good that we bought it. It was a little more than I wanted to spend. Um, but I, I do, you know what I, I do like being able to just buy games off the box. That's pretty cool. 
Um, yeah, you should do that, by the way, instead of buying plastic discs, because until yeah, you run I, out of hard drive space, which probably won't happen for a while, the rate you're going to buy games it is just so yeah. much easier just to have them all in there and not deal with the discs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I um, the, the, I think I think I mentioned this to you, but the journey experience was really fun with her. Like, I was playing it, and I was like, you want to check this out? And she was like, eh, whatever, it looks really boring. And I was like, I can try it if you want. And I, so I took her back, and we restarted the game, because I thought it would be fun for her to see the whole, like, okay, turn this to do that. Now, do this to do that. And I think I told you this already, but it was funny, because, like, she was – the entire time she was playing, she was always complaining about how boring it was until something happened, and then she would just light up. Like the first time you slide down a hill, mm-hmm. it's hard to explain, but it's really fun. And then you can like steer as you're sliding down the hill. Where the first time, like you know that uh, you know your little scarf lights up, and I still don't understand what that means. Those, those glyphs are all going to mean something, aren't they? It's don't worry about it. Um, okay, but like, but I, I feel like Journey. I've had the experience too, trying to show little kids Journey. The sort of deeper experience that so many people my age have with the game is probably going to be lost on kids. But kids can be delighted by the game as well. Like That's they, what I figured. They, they, That's get, what I figured. they get their own thing from it but yeah you, you know but as, as much as infinity is a racket uh it's hilarious that i'm paying for branded like drm mm-hmm, uh devices mm-hmm. but it, it i think it's a lot of fun i mean and again this is all just in toy box like i would be fine just playing in there for a very long time i, I forgive me if that sounds boring but it's really fun to just go run around and like the first time we fell into the little pit i mean i don't know if you spend any time with this but you fall into a pit and you're like oh i cannot get out of this you're like okay wait like relax, look around. Yeah. And the, yeah, exactly. It's exactly like E.T. And then you turn around, there's two, we both fall into, there's two cars right there. Oh my God, there's always a car here. So you can get a car and you go drive around, you go leave it somewhere. Yeah, so fun. So fun. Yeah, I mean, we'll explore it more. It's, I'm a little worried about the time sinkiness and cost sinkiness of it, but I am looking forward to it and I will stick with it to get, you know, kind of. Well, I think it's a good platform for future. You shouldn't need to buy another game console for a long time. It's very good, popular. Good. It's a powerful platform. It does a lot of things. It's my. It's been pretty reliable as far as I know. So, yeah, it should. And and still, it still beats trying to get a game to work on your Mac with Steam or something. Yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. 